So Stephen, tell me, are you mentally, emotionally, and sexually prepared for the Fast and Furious franchise to win an Oscar <laughs> beginning in 2019? Uh, no, I'm not, because um, I still haven't seen them. Um, but do you have good hopes for them? Well, uh, I don't know if you, you caught wind of this, but no. the Oscars in 2019 are expanding their... Oh, uh, that's right. <laughs> their, one of their categories to I get you now. be like... Uh, popular it, award for... Yeah. It's like yeah. most popular or something? I'm not, I'm not even sure what it's like called or whatever, but... I, I think it's like accomplishments in mm-hmm. popular cinema or something like mm-hmm. that. I mean, we can look this up. We are literally <laughs> on the internet right now. But. <laughs> that sounds like a lot of work, Brent. <laughs> yeah, that's what... <laughs> way too much effort but um i do i do think that's an interesting category mm-hmm. and um you know what i'm uh looking forward to it just because i want to see what kind of fucking chaos mm-hmm. <laughs> uh it'll be interesting shows up i i'm not i'm not opposed to it like some people online were um i did uh i think it was john lovett from the pods of america crew had said like mm-hmm. he was like i can fix this in like six easy steps and he was like one have presenters always start at the microphone. No more walking out. I just saved you like 10 minutes. And I was like, yeah, that's a good point. Um, so he said some other things like, you know, you don't necessarily have to do a, a popular category, but I think that they should, the Oscars are better than the Globes, but I think that they should do kind of a comedy and a drama, different like sides of it, because uh, it's too expanding and it's it's there's too many options nowadays, you know? So yeah, I think that yeah. would be a good option, but... We'll see how this plays out. And yeah, I didn't, I, I didn't catch that whenever you first said the, that they could win an Oscar. I was just like, oh, maybe Brett is just really rooting for him this year for Best Picture. I don't know. Uh, but it'll be interesting what what kind of movies get in, you know, involved in that. So, I've uh, I've actually burned the calories to look it up here, and oh. it says uh, the new category would be Outstanding Popular Film. Okay. So, okay. Um, and in in an article I'm I'm seeing here, it lists uh, like Black Panther mm-hmm. on there. Um, so maybe films akin to that, not necessarily the Fast and Furious uh, yeah. movies, but um, hey, Poe Buddy's Nerfect, you know. I feel kind of like outstanding popular film at the MTV Music or Music and Movie Awards. It feels like it feels like more of like an MTV thing to me that they're like trying to be like millennials. We're hip too. Right. <laughs> cool Oscars. You're really old, but you know I dig it. But it's like whenever we went through this this last year. Uh, not many people are like you don't really care about them that much like a lot of people that i talk to are like i don't really fucking care about the oscars and i was like all right i always have but like i get it maybe they need to you know rope some more people in so to keep it going and now the new category outstanding performance by taylor lautner in a film (laughs) is he still doing anything now i don't know probably not (laughs) he's your favorite though right oh absolutely he's a brown guy (laughs) oh (laughs) <laughs> Always root for the for your heroes. You know, there's there's not a lot of us. Uh, I was uh, firmly in team Jacob. Yeah, I think that's his. Yeah, Jacob. which is weird because uh, that's like one of my least favorite names. Is oh, Jacob? Wow. I'm sorry. To I'm sorry Jacobs to put the, the 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 Jacobs of the world out there. Uh, put them on blast like that. But yeah, yeah, yeah. That your name sounds incomplete to me. It sounds like somebody <laughs> created that name when they had a cold. It's like um, somebody asked, like, what should we name this child? And another person was like, Jacob. Oh, and, uh, and, they, and they were just like, okay, I guess I guess that's it. And then the other person was like, well, let me finish what I was saying. He's like, no. Nope. We got unnecessary. it. Unnecessary. I give you Jacob. That's interesting. I've never thought about this before, but now you mention it. And I'm kind of like, yeah, he's, he's kind of right. Yeah. 
I'm, I'm kind of right. Oh, okay. Sorry. Three hundred ten 310% right. <laughs> my bad, bro. My bad, my bad. My bad. I didn't realize. Yeah. Uh, yeah. No, you're absolutely 310% right. Thank you. Well, uh, we'll see how this plays out. Uh, I'm sort of intrigued. I think that they could do other things for the Oscars to make it a little more streamlined, a little better. Uh, but this is, you know, maybe a step in the right direction. We'll see. Maybe some things that we like will we'll get nominated and win, and it'll be kind of nice. Who knows? Yeah, all the movies that are about making movies will finally have a chance to win. <laughs> Success. That's what we've always wanted. Well, uh, you just want to say we're doing it? Sure. All right. He's Brent. He's Steven, as I've previously mentioned. Name spoilers. <laughs> Did you already do that? I didn't realize. Yeah. You just started out the way it happens. Uh, well, welcome. I, I Let's talk about you. stuff. Yeah, it's cool. Um, today we're going to be talking about uh, Marvel's Avengers. Is this official? Would you call this the free comic book day issue? Is that what it's called? They do. They do. Yeah. So whenever you see it in the collected version, it will say, um, including, you know, Avengers, whatever through whatever. And then uh, Avengers 2018 free comic book day issue. Interesting. Or, you know, something to that effect. Yeah. So it, it's a lot of words, but you know, <laughs> <laughs> it is what it is. Uh, and then also uh, Shazam Volume One from uh, yes. 2013. Absolutely, which I'm very Absolutely. excited to talk about both of those. So, oh, great! Yeah, great. These are good um, choices, man. Thank you. Yeah. Um, it seems like I you, only read. You know what you're doing with these comics. Kind of, kind oh. of. <laughs> now <laughs> it's going to vary quite a bit for people's <laughs> tastes. Uh, like you said, you know, some of our listeners uh, are probably not going to read any of these comics. Yeah, happens because uh, they're just not into superheroes outside of the. Um, uh, like cinema landscape sure uh, which is totally fine but uh i did want to uh have you read some of these and uh get get your opinion on them yeah no absolutely uh, i'm excited uh, to talk about these i liked both of them um which is cool and uh and we'll see what other people i mean like if you guys are out there and you're not into comic books these i think these are both good ones to start with i thought shazam was really cool especially the end of that movie obviously we'll get into it more but uh yeah it's cool cool uh well let's jump right into it and oh wait hold important message Stephen. we need to bust into soda chat right now oh sweet yes <laughs> okay so last night mm-hmm. late last night my wife had a, a midnight run it was a 5k that she did Ooh. and um she did great she got first place in her age group and, and whatever okay yeah it's all good and fine but the most exciting part <laughs> <Congrats>, is <Brandy. laughs> i'm very proud of her uh, the most important part is that uh, while she was running I ran into our local convenience store here in Oklahoma, uh, the convenience store Mega Chain here regionally, anyway, which is Quick Trip. Oh, Quick Trip. Stephen, I went to the um, refrigerated area because mm-hmm. I was going to get myself a um, like a Starbucks uh, oh. iced coffee uh, can or mm-hmm. whatever. As I was walking over there, I caught a caught a glint in the <laughs> in the clear. <laughs> Um, icebox area uh-huh, uh-huh. with the sodas and Steven at Quick Trip now they do have what 20 ounce RC colas that's amazing it's, we're bringing it back in a big way that's it's like we really are though and it's mm. kind of freaking me out but I'm also kind of proud mm. yes yeah which is nice so I like literally if when, when was the last time you ever saw an RC cola out in the wild anywhere never right yeah once we started talking time. about it th- this is happening mm-hmm we are manifesting RC into the world. 
and I, the world is better off for it. I feel like some, somebody could say it's kind of like whenever you see uh, like a VW bug and then you're like, mm-hmm. oh, I saw one of those and you see them like everywhere and it's like, yeah, they were always around. You just like notice it. But I'm like, no, it's not true. They mm-hmm. weren't around. The RC coals were not there and now they are right. there. It is different. So I guarantee it. I guess what I'm picking up from what you're saying is every time we see an RC, we should just slug somebody in the arm. Basically. You, okay. you did pick up what I was putting down. Uh-huh. <laughs> <laughs> now, the cool thing is like when I went there to to grab one of the RCs, you know how they're like on that weird tray that kind of like slides them forward after one yeah. is, is taken. Um, it's that doesn't always work and it didn't work mm-hmm. in this case. So it didn't slide forward. And there were like there's room for like two or three right there in mm-hmm. the opening. So I know other people are out there mm-hmm. enjoying it, experiencing yep. The true treasure <laughs> that is RZ Cola. That's amazing. Yes. Well, uh, I was going to say this morning I, I, I'm tired and I wanted to pop to our local uh, tiny little convenience store down the street, which is not as cool as Quick Trip. But I was like, maybe I should get a Coke. And I was like, no, I don't want to. Went to. But I was walking over here. You know, like uh, I know Coke so well from, from forever that I can like taste it when I want to. Like if I think about it, I'm like, oh, man, that sounds really good. Mm-hmm. Pepsi is sort of the same way. I could probably taste it if I tried in my mind or whatever, but I can't do that with RC Cola usually, but I did it on the way to this podcast. When I was walking through my house, I was like, oh man, an RC sounds so good right now. <laughs> right. <laughs> so it's cool. It's, I think it's getting up in my mind even. So Now here's the, the icing on the cake of me buying the RC. Yeah. Um, I'm a, a pretty big fan of uh, buying uh, graphic t-shirts. Mm-hmm. And here recently I've been just on a spree of, of buying new graphic tees, right? Yeah. I came across a shirt on Amazon mm-hmm. that I will display for you, <laughs> and I will excited. take a picture and post it to <laughs> Twitter and Instagram as well. But uh, I just got it in earlier this week, and I was wearing it all day yesterday. Mm-hmm. Dude, did you wear that when you bought that? I did. Yeah, I'm holding a Royal Crown Cola uh, or RC Cola yep. T-shirt. Amazing. And I, I walked in there, and when I went to go pay for it, I could see the guy at the register <laughs> look at my shirt, and then look at the drink, and then look back at my shirt. And I was waiting for some type of interaction, but he, he didn't go for it. And he but, looked up uh, at your huge fucking smile on your face like, I got one. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's amazing. You know, so uh, shout out to my sister Chelsea, who's an, a new listener to the show, and she works at Crit Trip. And oh. I, I think I should suggest to her, uh, hey, maybe you should get some RC in the fountains. Maybe it'll work. Uh, you know, look at the numbers of the bottles that are, f- you know, flying off the shelves. Uh, mm-hmm. You guys need to bring it back. So, you know, maybe we can make that happen. Yes, shout out to Chelsea. Mm-hmm, Chelsea, mm-hmm. this is Brent, uh, co-host, co-creator of Let's Talk About Stuff podcast. Um, I hear you're doing good work down there mm-hmm. at Quick Trip. Uh, maybe, maybe cut back on the the Coke life. Uh, it's bad. Oh yeah, that's bad. Mm-hmm. Um, cut cut back on that. Get rid of those. Put a couple of uh, extra trays of RC Cola in there. Watch your numbers skyrocket oh, yeah. through the roof. You can stop selling gas at that point, you know? <laughs> Who needs it? Who you got RC it? Cola in this bitch. Hey, you really want to fuel yourself. <laughs> Bring yourself an RC Cola. You can Flintstones your car out of there. It doesn't matter. <laughs> You'll be <laughs> so pumped full of sugar and caffeine. And It'll love. slam your hooves right through the bottom of the... <laughs> bottom of your car and just pedal yourself to work damn straight i think we're yeah. uh, we're actually building a commercial right here too i think i, like I think so mm-hmm. hey i would love to have them as a sponsor yeah. so oh, man. dr pepper snapple group 
Yep. Get at your boys. Oh, dude. I would be so excited. If, if that was our first sponsor, I'd be like, oh, my God. Dreams come true. I, I, we have to end the podcast. <laughs> I don't want the stream to end. <laughs> I can't let them pull away. <laughs> they don't even have a chance to sponsor it. Yeah. <laughs> we just get too excited and rip, rip it all down. <laughs> That's okay. Uh, That's how we like roll. A- uh, it seems like a very LTAS thing to do. Yeah, so right? I know. That's amazing. We're constantly on brand. So. <laughs> oh, man. Um, well, uh, did you have any other uh, cool little T-shirts or RC Coles to show me? N- not any. Uh, not anything uh, Soda Chat related. So, mm-hmm. so, yeah, we can move on to the next thing. All right, cool. Well, I wanted to bring up, I've been watching some movies. Uh, I just wanted to quickly mention a few of them. Uh, so, The Predator is coming out soon in September, uh, mm-hmm. like the second week of September. And so I was like, man, I haven't seen the old Predator movies in a while, so I'm going to put them on. Um, I think I watched these on HBO uh, Go or whatever. Um, so I watched Predator, Predator 2, and then Predators, which I had, hadn't seen yet. Um, and uh, uh, it was interesting. It's a, it's a weird series. It's not one that I really like loved uh, growing up and stuff. Um, Predator, I thought, was a, a cool movie. It has a lot of cool action and explosions and stuff and mm-hmm. some cool ideas. And I, I still like the Predator design. is really badass. Yes. Um, and that the whole the I'm I'm kind of fascinated. I want to watch a documentary just how they made that move, like made its mouth move. You know. Can, can I say real quick? Yeah. Um, I did uh, at the end of last week. No, two weeks ago. Threatened to eat somebody at, at work <laughs> by using <laughs> this predator like mandibles. So. Oh, awesome! Yeah. Yeah. So it's useful in daily life. Everybody too. gets it. It, it yeah. is a great design. Absolutely. Um, but it's uh, that's that's always been cool. Um. In terms of like sci-fi movies, it was never really my favorite, whatever. But Predator, I, I liked a lot. It was it was fun. Uh, Predator Two. Have you seen these in a while, or did you like? Do you like these movies a whole lot, or what, what do you feel about them? I, I remember liking them a lot as a youngster, uh-huh. um, and I even had the uh, action figures mm, uh, that were okay. really pretty badass as well. Yeah. But um, I, I mean, I haven't seen them since. Man, it's been like I think I, last time I watched these was shortly after I graduated high school. Okay. So yeah. yeah, it's it's been a little while. A little bit. Okay, so mm-hmm. the last time I remember watching Predator and Predator Two, I watched them play together, and it was probably like a decade ago, I guess. And I I don't remember a whole lot about them. I knew that Predator took place in the jungle, and Predator Two was like in L.A. And I was like, that's kind of an interesting concept. Mm-hmm. And it has uh, Danny Glover in it, and I've always liked Danny Glover <laughs> from from Lethal Weapon and stuff. Yeah. Uh, but I looked this up, and I was like, Predator. It's hard, like Rotten Tomatoes for like older movies like from the 80s and 90s and stuff like doesn't really correlate necessarily because there wasn't as many reviewers to go around to kind of make it uh, as good uh, of a rating scale or whatever but Predator has like an 80% Predator 2 has like I don't know like a 40 or something like that it has like fairly low like it's definitely like a rotten and I was like well that's weird Uh, but I started watching it it is not good man it is so fucking weird Uh, it is very cheesy Um, there's a lot of weird stuff that goes on in it um and they, they and really the only reason I liked it, it was they they give some more a little more backstory about like how the predator functions, like what he mm-hmm. like how he sees and hunts and all the stuff. So that was kind of cool. Oh, um, and there's a cameo in there of sorts. Oh, or, 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 or an Easter egg is more. Uh huh. Please uh, tell me the the, the, the oh. better word. Yes, I think I know what you're saying. We can spoil that. That's like old, right? Yeah, yeah. yeah. The the skull wall mm-hmm. or whatever. And there's a uh, the skull of a of an alien. Mm-hmm. Uh, H.R. Geiger alien yeah from alien yeah it's yeah. hard to say that's like it 
It's like, mm-hmm. I can't talk about it without saying it all the time. Mm-hmm. It's like, it's an alien, you know, from Alien. Right. Yeah, we get it. We get it. Uh, but yeah, so that's that was like, that's a part of the lore, and it's fun, whatever. That scene is kind of neat at the end, uh, where he sees the skull wall. <laughs> yeah, the, the skull wall has a bunch of skulls from various uh, prey he's hunted. So yeah. there's some other alien species on there. Uh, mm-hmm. Mork from Mork is on there. Oh, too soon. Too soon. <laughs> oh, I like that because there is like a human skull in the middle. And so it's like, oh, I didn't realize that was Mork. Okay, cool. Yeah. Got it. Yeah, um, yeah he, he, he wasn't alive to uh, <laughs> to see to see that part of it. It's, it's the dark season of Mork and Mindy that just oh, didn't man. make it to air. Yeah, yeah, it's like the lost season, right? Like it's hard to mm-hmm. get on, on even DVD now. So, mm-hmm. um, yeah. But, uh, uh, and then Predators from 2010, I believe. Um, I had never seen. Um, is I that the really one with the... With a piano in it? Yeah, or, it has a piano in name? it. Uh, <laughs> what is his name? Oh, Adrian Brody. There we go. Yeah. Who's actually, you know, he's a he's a slight guy, but he's he's fairly jacked in it, um, which is which is good. But uh, yeah. so it works. Mm-hmm. Um, but it was cool. I, I knew the story. Basically, it's like instead of uh, predators coming here to hunt, it's like they get people from Earth that are like deadly, like murderers and soldiers and stuff, and they take them to a predator planet a game preserve if you will and hunt them there as like groups and um so it was, it was cool it was it was a cool concept and i thought it was executed really well it was actually my favorite of the series i had never seen it until uh, okay. just the other day and i was like i'm really digging this it's really good um so i liked a lot of the concepts they introduced in that one uh they introduced you know some more lore to the story of, of the predators and stuff um but uh yeah i liked it the acting was good i thought um it was it was a cool story so have you had you seen that one I did, yeah. I saw it shortly after it came out on like mm-hmm. home video. I watched it, and um, I remember liking it as well. But mm-hmm. I don't honestly don't remember a lot of it. Was yeah. Am I is Topher Grace in this movie? Yes. Okay. Which is a weird addition. Yeah. But it works, I think. Uh, yeah. For the most part. Um, yeah. Yeah, I'm trying to think. And about he, the he, plays in it, but... he, play... he plays Venom. Do what? I said he plays Venom. It's a weird, it's a crossover movie, um, kind of like Alien versus Predator. It's uh, yeah. Predator versus Venom. Um, yeah. But he just stays versus as piano. Topher Grace. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but it was, it was. I thought it was good. Uh, I hadn't seen it when it came out. I wasn't that interested. And so I was only watching it really because the new movie's coming out. And I'll, I'll probably watch that. Uh, and then on that note, the Predator trailers they're releasing right now, like there's some TV spots I've been seeing lately are actually better. They seem funnier. Uh, and a lot more like Shane Black and Fred Decker, who are, are writing, and then Shane Black's directing that. Uh, mm-hmm. Kind of like uh, the Monster Squad that I'm holding up a poster <laughs> of right now that they uh, wrote together. And uh, so it seems like, you know, since I'm a, such a big fan of that, I'm, I'm, that's the reason I'm excited for The Predator. But it uh, seems like some of the trailers and stuff right now are kind of leaning more towards that, which seems fun. So There has to be some type of Monster Squad-esque easter egg Ooh, in this movie, right damn straight what, better be. what if like they get down to the final battle we're in the last 10 minutes of this movie mm-hmm. and they're like how do we how do we stop this predator and somebody's like kick it in the nards <laughs> oh my god i would lose my shit i would like scream in the theater like a little girl but steven here's the twist mm-hmm. they go to kick it in the nards doesn't have any because i hear there's going to be a female predator in this movie finally. oh okay. hashtag feminism <laughs> it was funny time. I haven't seen any. Like the predator is sort of wearing clothes, but sort of not. Like they're just—you can see their skin and stuff. I don't know that they're wearing pants, and I don't think I've seen any balls. So 
might I not. think they, they normally have like some type of loincloth or Something, okay. um, like metal uh, bikini bottom. Oh, sweet, <laughs> sweet. Yeah. They're invisible so much of the movie. You know, you don't get a whole lot of glimpses of them until mm-hmm. the end of the movie usually, so... Well, there's that one part where he was in the tree in the first Predator movie, mm-hmm. just jerking off. <laughs> <laughs> I forgot about that. That, yeah. is, that is a classic scene. He has a, a very specific uh, turn on, very specific <laughs> fetish. After he skins that one dude. <laughs> He's like, oh, finally. <laughs> uh, but yeah, so I'm excited, you know. Uh, to watch the new movie after watching these, that should be good. I got my my, my background. I'm gonna skip the Alien versus Predator movies. They were never really my thing. Um, yeah, I was disappointed. Yeah, uh, and it's a fun Easter egg. I thought in Predator Two that they like put that skull there. And it's like oh, like this is like kind of connected, or whatever. But I didn't need them to expand on that at all. I didn't need the I didn't need to see them actually fight uh, personally. And uh, from what I remember, they didn't do such a good job of it. So. Mm-hmm. that's cool uh i'll skip those and uh, from what i heard though the new predator movie uh might even like take all of the movies into account for uh hmm. being a sequel to everything and so i don't know where those fall like i don't know if there's like the timeline will be all screwed up or whatever uh like when those are supposed to actually take place or whatever but um but yeah it should be uh should be kind of interesting with the new one so yeah yeah i haven't seen any of the the newer trailers i've heard they're good mm-hmm. but uh, i just haven't uh, taking the time to to watch yeah. them but uh you know I, i'm I'll, I'll i'll wait to see what you you say on that there you go well we'll see yeah. if i even go to the theater for it i haven't been i didn't go see like mission impossible or the incredibles mm-hmm. 2 or anything lately so yeah. i still need to watch all these things right now so <laughs> we'll see <laughs> sure <laughs> so i watched this uh, other movie i wanted to mention quickly um called the discovery it's on netflix um I had been, it's been on my list for a while, and I just haven't watched it, and I've been putting random stuff on lately, um, so I put it on the other day, and uh, I was pleasantly surprised, because uh, it didn't have very good ratings, uh, and I was afraid it was another Netflix movie that was dumped on Netflix for being, like, it wasn't going to make box office money, and it was going to be, like, a shitty movie, and it has, like, a 45% or something like that on Rotten Tomatoes, but um, okay. I still liked it a lot, uh, but the, basically the, the plot of the movie is... Um, a scientist finds like irrefutable proof that there is some sort of afterlife. Uh, basically, with, like to briefly go into it, he he sees some he can scan the body of someone dying, and and see as some sort of um, like energy force leaving the body and going to what he could just call it a different plane. He isn't he's not religious. It's not like heaven or hell necessarily. He doesn't know what it is. He just like basically proves to the world that there is some something after here. We don't just cease to be existing um and then it causes um like millions of people to commit suicide because they know if this life is shit they can move on to the next one even if they don't know what it is so the the plot of the movie kind of evolves around him trying to prove what that next plane of existence is trying to like build a machine to do that mm-hmm. um jason siegel is in it he's kind of he's a scientist too and he believes it but he thinks it's a bad idea because it's like causing people not to care about this life and so there's there's a lot of different aspects of um, of that and like people that are kind of in a cult who try to commit suicide and they're trying to like find meaning in the world now and stuff. So it had a lot of different interesting concepts. It's kind of a slower movie, uh, but I really dug it. The story, how it played out, I thought was really cool. Um, have you, had you heard of this, uh, at all? No, no, I've never, never heard of this. Okay. Uh-uh. 
Um, it sounds interesting. It sounds mm-hmm. like an interesting premise. Um, is Jason Siegel reprising his character from Forgetting Sarah Marshall? No, actually, the Muppets. Um, so what I didn't mention, <laughs> that there are Muppets in this. <laughs> okay, is there, is, there, is there a Fozzie skull up on a wall somewhere? Yes, there is, next to another alien. It's, uh, it's really a crossover event for the whole thing. Uh, that's why I brought it up. The Predator is in this as well. Now, you wouldn't expect that. Uh, but the Predator has the mandibles, but he's also a Muppet. It's oh. a cool design. It's a little okay. different, though. Yeah. So, um, no, it's uh, it's cool. Jason Siegel, uh, Rooney Mara is in it. Uh, Robert Redford plays the scientist who makes the discovery. Oh, and wow. then uh, okay. Jesse Plemons from Breaking Bad. Um, he's mm-hmm. been in a bunch of movies and stuff lately. I like him a lot. Um, are all in it. <clears throat> it's a pretty, like I said, it's a pretty slow movie. Um, a, lot, a lot of like weird concepts. Um, and I thought it was interesting because, you know, you and I, Brent, are not religious, but um, I've always thought like, I don't believe certain things in faith that these things would just happen. Like, I don't, I don't believe in an afterlife. But if, if somebody did give me scientific proof, I would evaluate that. And if it was true, then I would be like, yes, there is an afterlife. Um, I believe in science. And so that's the whole idea of the movie. And so it, it was an interesting concept to be like, if somebody could prove that, um, you know, how would that shape the world that we have now? And I thought that was interesting. Um, And then also the the director I found out afterwards, I would have watched this immediately had I known this, but the director's uh, first movie was called The One I Love, uh, which has um, Elizabeth Moss um, and Mark Duplass in it. And they play a couple who are married and they're having problems and they go to a therapist and he's like, hey, you should go to this cabin that I know of and kind of like reconnect and everything. And when they do that, there's like a cabin and, an, and another house on the property, uh, like a guest house. And when they go in there, they it's like Moses Moss will go in there and she sees her husband, Mark Duplass, but he's like the best version of himself. He's like being really nice. And she's like, yeah, this is a good place. And then she goes back to the house and he's there as well. And it turns out that there are like doppelgangers of each other in the guest house. Like they can go visit oh, and wow. visit like their best self. And it's like this sci-fi weird premise of like... I don't know. It's like it's an interesting concept that I can't really describe until you watch the movie. But it's a great movie. I loved it. It's like independent, just you know, small movie. It's really cool. I love that movie so much. And then this is the guy's second movie, and I was like, oh, I can totally get that now. He plays with like interesting sci-fi concepts, but on a like a lower level, mm-hmm. kind of independent, just small movies. And I was like, I really dug both of them. So so far, yeah. I like him a lot. So doesn't have to be special effects intensive, exactly. But it still has a, a strong. Wow, both of those sound awesome. Yeah. Um, let me tell you what my fear is, is that uh, I am currently my best self, which <laughs> yeah. bumps me the fuck out. <laughs> Listen, you can be whatever you want to be, Brent. And <laughs> I believe <laughs> <laughs> in you. <laughs> but yeah, um, I recommend both. Uh, I especially recommend the one I love. That movie is awesome. The Discovery I liked a lot, and I would recommend it. Um, I don't know where the one I love is is on Netflix or whatever, but the Discovery is, so you can check that out. So, but okay, I thought awesome. that were cool. Yeah, I'm I'm glad we got another good Robert Redford performance I before know. he retires. A man and I were talking about. He still doesn't look like he's aged in like a few decades. Like he's definitely older, mm-hmm. but I'm like he doesn't look like he's as old as he probably is. Uh, mm-hmm. He's still yeah, it's, he was still really really good in this too. So like he always is, you know. So. Yeah, I don't think I've ever mentioned this to you, but um, it was, I think, about this time last year, I was going through all of my old um, Blu-rays and DVDs and whatnot, just making sure that I had uh, redeemed all the digital codes for whatever. Mm. Sure. Um, and 
I came across one for uh, the movie Paul, the uh, yeah, um, the the alien movie. Mm-hmm. Not not alien, but yeah, has an alien in it. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Seth yeah. Rogen, the alien, and uh, I saw there was a, a code in there that I don't think I redeemed. So I went through and did that, but I, I guess that code had already been used or expired or whatever mm-hmm. but it still let me redeem a movie mm-hmm. and the movie it let me redeem was the sting which is a robert oh. redford movie yeah uh i've i've still have never seen it but i went uh, ahead and redeemed it it has like a a high uh rotten tomato score yeah out I've, there. Heard and I've heard good. it's heard it's good it's like a some type of heist movie mm-hmm. which i'm all about so yeah, yeah. um yeah that's a it's a weird connection that's a, with that's robert a weird redford. uh we're not gonna let you redeem <laughs> this for paul but what about the sting it's like <laughs> yeah. okay it might as well be the same movie. Yeah, to be honest with you. There you go. <laughs> I was afraid it was going to be a shit oh, yeah. movie, though. You know? Yeah, no, absolutely. I mean, if you're gonna get so, one, hey, you know, I'll I'll take it. I've never I've never seen it, but I've heard good things. It's like one of those like I'd like to watch eventually, but it's not like I don't think about it, you know. So uh, that's mm-hmm. cool. What do you it's, think uh, about uh, Paul? I've never seen that one. Uh, I liked it. I liked yeah. it. Uh, um, there are, <laughs> uh, without giving too much away, there is some. Um, uh, shots fired at religion um, mm-hmm. in it, and I loved it. And then uh, there was a friend of mine who uh, was religious who said he hated it. Oh, <laughs> I was yeah. like, well, it's probably because it makes some, <laughs> some good points. That's funny, yeah. yeah. Different tastes. But, um, yeah, I mean, I, I, I enjoyed it overall. I yeah, thought the, cool. uh, the CGI in it was pretty good, and uh, Simon Pegg and Nick Frost are in it. So it's, yeah, absolutely. It's uh, hard to go wrong with those two together. Yeah, I think I might have put it on like a long time ago. I don't really remember watching it though. So I, I remember it coming out and I love them so much. I've been watching a lot of their stuff again lately. So mm-hmm. uh, that would be a good one for me to revisit and see if I like it. Now, yeah. now, especially now you mentioned it. I was like, oh, friend owns it. Then yeah, maybe maybe it's good. Yeah. So cool. Yeah, right on. Yeah. All right. So are we ready to flip through the pages of this comic book life here, let's, Stephen? Let's do it. All right. So um, on this segment of tales from the quarter bin which i mistakenly forgot to mention the name of on the, the last episode oh i thought we did <laughs> um, i thought we had a whole conversation yeah, about that though we did we had a whole conversation and then mm-hmm. you went back and said oh this is the name of the the segment oh yeah. So, <laughs> <laughs> okay yeah i get you <laughs> so uh yeah the segment for this month is called tales from the quarter bin it's just a um if you go to a comic book shop they inevitably have a a box of comics that they're giving away for like a quarter a piece. So that's mm-hmm. where it gets that, uh, that name. Right. Um, but these are going to be titles that aren't necessarily readily available on like Comixology or, mm-hmm. uh, in like trade paperback form that you can buy currently. You may even have trouble finding them on Amazon or whatever. But, mm-hmm. um, for this, <clears throat> excuse me, for this, uh, episode, I do want to mention a, uh, a story about, uh, Kevin Green. Stephen, are you familiar with Kevin Green? No. Oh, most people aren't because yeah. it's in a book called Prime, uh, Volume <laughs> yeah. One. Prime Time uh, is the the name of it. Um, and uh, there there are a few things uh, that I want to point out about this book. Um, one is that there's um, two forewords in this book, which is weird. Mm, Normally, yeah. it's like one foreword or by two different people they they co-write it together yeah uh, but this one has two and i think it's interesting that in the first forward uh, the uh, one of the co-creators lynn uh, strazuski mentions how he came up or how they came up with with prime mm-hmm. and uh he mentions that there was a a uh, creative uh 
summit of sorts where all of the people at uh, Malibu Comics, which is the publisher of this book, got together and they were kind of trying to brainstorm ideas for their superhero universe, the Ultraverse. Mm -hmm. And um, the Lynn here, he notes that uh, he and uh, Gerard Jones were at a conference table and they were kind of sitting off to the corner trying to figure out, you know, what they want to do to, uh, to make more of a flagship type character for this, this universe. And, uh, the two of them were sitting there and they came up with, uh, an idea for a teenage boy to turn into a, an adult superhero, uh, at will. And, um, he, he says, um, we saw the problems of being a hero in a world that chews up its heroes and spits them out. We saw our own childhood dreams and disappointments. We saw a prime in the, on the next page, which is the beginning of the next forward, uh, Gerard Jones says, actually, what I saw was Bob Jacob of Malibu Interactive walking up to Lynn and I with a Tootsie Pop in his mouth and saying, what about a kid who turns into an adult hero? <laughs> so, so the second forward immediately contradicts the first one. That's hilarious. <laughs> and um, then uh, one of the uh, uh, Gerard here says, hasn't that been done before? And then um, <laughs> Bob Jacob says, except this kid doesn't get any adult wisdom to go with it. So I guess that's how they differentiate mm. Prime from Shazam. But when we talk about Shazam later, um, that's not necessarily, necessarily the case any longer. Yeah. But, um, yeah, it's, uh, it's very much derivative of Captain Marvel or Shazam. Um, yeah. The story starts off with this kid, Kevin Green, who's a high schooler, essentially, like uh, 14, 15, some, somewhere in that range. Mm -hmm. And uh, he has these waking nightmares of um, this monster, like gooey monster looking thing that has this giant prime sound effect come screaming at him. Um, and it's in these first four issues, essentially, it's really kind of unclear about what this character's origin is. Mm -hmm. um, this was back when they kind of just ran stories serially more mm -hmm. than writing them for the collected edition like they do now. So they give you the first four issues here, but it kind of ends on somewhat of a cliffhanger and, you know, it's just kind of like a primer, if you will, oh. to, <laughs> to go get the rest <laughs> of the issues. But um, essentially the thing, the catalyst for turning him into prime the first time is there's a, a creepy coach in here who goes and uh, he essentially sexually assaults one of the yeah. uh, one of Kevin's classmates. He uh, grabs her on the ass, and um, Kevin, when he turns into Prime, it's not like Captain Marvel where lightning strikes him and he's just suddenly an adult. He actually has this like gross uh, goo explosion, and that sounds more yeah. sexual than I intended Sport. it to be. But uh, yeah, he uh, he essentially has this like goo that forms around him and creates this like super muscly character that's mm -hmm. like over over muscled essentially mm -hmm. and i was looking on the wikipedia page about this character and evidently um it's based on whatever kevin kind of formulates in his brain to be a powerful being essentially mm -hmm. so that's why he's like so mm -hmm. over muscly and and all of this shit um okay. and later like in the series evidently it's like uh, character design changes and, and whatnot, depending on what he's inspired by. But, um, yeah, uh, 
Prime kind of fucking sucks. <laughs> like he's just he's just bad at uh, being a superhero. Like his first main villain is this um, is this gym coach who Prime confronts, and um, yeah, it's it's like the gym coach tries to roundhouse kick Prime, and it doesn't work. Uh, and well, they, uh, there is they, a shot they play where basketball uh, game right. Do I? They play a basketball game, all out Space Jam, where he's kind of the monster version, and the coach is the Looney Tunes, and he beats him. Is that is that what happens in the plot? Hmm. There's nothing in the rule book about a superhero playing basketball, so mm. I guess he has to play. <laughs> so, um, yeah, I mean, the, the coach tries to fight Prime. It doesn't work. Um, the, the coach gets fucked up. Um, and then there's a, just a lot of weird shit. Evidently, there's some, like government plot at a certain point where um, they were trying to make in this version of their superhero universe, all um, all the superheroes are called ultras, right? Mm. So they were trying to make these ultras to, or the government was trying to make these ultras to just have them in their, um, to use for like home defense and all of that shit. Mm. Um, and they couldn't get it to work right. So, their solution was to, uh, uh, let me see here. Sorry, this was a lot to, to go through. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> read this. Um, essentially what they were doing is, is trying to take, um, babies in utero and mm-hmm. bond this like chemical or whatever to them. So the, the ultras are gestating essentially. So mm. whenever prime, uh, prime forms, he's essentially got this like amniotic like fluid that forms over him and hardens into the the like prime body but after prime gets like exhausted or whatever or um takes enough damage it it, he starts to turn gooey so if he gets like shot up a bunch instead of the bullets bouncing off they just Uh, absorb but they hmm. like they start to deteriorate his body now the weird thing is kevin is inside prime the whole time it's not like Mm. he like turns into again like okay. like uh, Shazam he doesn't turn into this character he's mm-hmm. like in there so once prime starts to uh turn gelatinous kevin's trapped in there and he has to like fight his way out of it or he will suffocate and die so wow <laughs> yeah it's weird and then they when like he crawls really out far to make this hard yes. i feel yeah <laughs> and on top of that <laughs> in order for him to um, to claw his way out, like he has to remain conscious. He has to like fight his way through. Once he gets out, he's left with this like husk there yeah. that he has to do something with. And in one of the stories here, he he recounts how um, he thought he was just like sick and had the flu and and went upstairs. It's like uh, parents told him to lay down and uh, essentially to, like sleep it off. Um, he ended up turning into prime, changed back, and he was stuck with this husk. So he waited for it to dry out. He tore it up and then he flushed it down the toilet. <laughs> like little by little? Yeah. Yeah. Man, that would take all night. Yeah, it seems like it. There'd be mm-hmm. a, a lot of pooping uh, <laughs> if, his parents, if his parents heard all that flushing. But yeah, boy, this is a strange, strange series. Interesting. Yeah. Uh, so you loved it? Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, just like you used to? Yeah, I mean, it, uh, it really takes me back to the time when uh, comics were just bad, uh, but it's uh, kind of like a, a fun, a fun bad, you know. Um, uh, that's cool. The, the the coloring in here is uh, is actually pretty decent for for the time. This was like the 
early to mid '90s. But mm-hmm. um, yeah, I'm uh, I'm I'm going to track down some more issues of this series. Fair enough. And, and follow up on it just because it's just so fucking bizarre. <laughs> so bizarre. Like at the the last issue is um, him fighting or getting ready to fight. That's where it ends. Uh, a cartoon character that he grew up with that has become sentient. Oh, okay. uh, Maxi Man. So yeah, this is this is fucking strange. And on top of it, the um, the girl that the coach squeezed the uh, the butt of, um, Kevin has a crush on her. She doesn't want to have anything to do with him because he's a gross nerd. Yeah. Um, and then when he turns into Prime, she likes Prime, mm-hmm. but then once Prime kind of puts the feeling forward, like. Hey, you know, starts flirting with her a little bit. She's like grossed out by it because it's essentially a 30 year old man (laughs) (laughs) again (laughs) trying to go after her. So, uh, yeah, it's it's a weird, problematic series, but you know what? It's of its time for sure. Yeah. That's so uh, interesting. Um, Like comics, it's like they can be whatever you want. You know, as a creator, you can do whatever you want. And it's like they they went there, they did Mm -hmm. whatever they wanted. They're like, well, I think it should be goo. Yep. And it just envelops them. Like, that's so weird. It's, it's, it definitely feels like a superhero by committee, for sure. Yeah. And for there's sure, enough, yeah. enough people involved in this that, uh, I think that's exactly <laughs> what happened. Um, and also in this book, um, when I said, uh, that Gerard, uh, Gerard Jones was talking about how Bob Jacob of Malibu came up to him, mm. um, come Jacob to find Bob. out it was his last name is actually Jacobs with an S. No. But it was just, like, misprinted in this book, I guess. So, I mean, just kind of from the very yeah. first couple of pages, this book is, it has some issues. It's like, do you think you want to check on that? Make sure you got his name right? Nope. Nope. F- no, no. Why? Fucking Jacob. Stop, stop <laughs> right there. <laughs> well, I'm going to let you tell me about it then, and I'm not going to read it. Uh, mm-hmm. But I'm, I'm curious how this progresses as you, as you keep going with them. Yeah. Um, evidently, there was a two series overall the first one had like 25 26 issues the second one at that point at marvel had bought malibu mm. and so they had kind of crossed over some of the characters like at a certain point thor and loki cross over into the to the ultraverse and they have a thing going on and then prime uh when i mentioned earlier that he can like change forms depending on what he's influenced by mm. there's a certain point where prime uh, goes into the Marvel universe and he helps Spider-Man fight the lizard. But when he turns into prime, he turns into spider prime, which is a crazy image to see if you want to Google it. But, um, yeah, it's, uh, it's, it's fucking weird. It's yeah. Bizarre. Uh, I got to look up spider prime. Now I feel I need to know what this looks like. Mm-hmm. Um, Oh, okay. <laughs> yes. He has like no top to his mask. Nope. So his hair's just out. Sure. That's, that looks great. <laughs> <laughs> That's really funny. Interesting. Yeah. I think it's interesting, too. Like, uh, with Shazam and stuff, I was reading about the history of Captain Marvel and mm-hmm. all that stuff. And some of that you had told us about the other week, whatever. Um, but, like, the, all these comic, like, these smaller companies uh, coming up, and then they were, like, bought out by DC or Marvel later on, and how they kind of get, like, enveloped in their stories and stuff, and how yeah. eventually, like, they could even become, like, Spider Prime, and it's like they actually get like some of the powers or whatever you know, whatever that's gonna be. Mm-hmm. Um, it's interesting the um, the histories of them and how they like interweave throughout uh, bigger uh, properties, I guess you know. So yeah, well, 
I mean, with DC, they bought Captain Marvel and those Fawcett characters, mm-hmm. and they did the same thing with some characters published by um, Charlton, and mm-hmm. those characters all eventually got worked into the main DC universe. That's not the case with Malibu here. They've those characters for whatever mm-hmm. reason can't be brought in because of like rights issues and mm. and some other like um NDA related reasons. Like yeah. I, I I don't know what the situation is there, but you know what? Eh, that's all right. Probably for the best. Yeah. Well, cool. Do you want to uh, do you want to get into the the main topics? Yeah. So um, let's start off with the 2018 free comic book day issue of the Avengers. This one is a short one. It's also a free one if you want mm-hmm. to check it out on Comicsology.com. All you have to do is make an account, and then you can uh, search for that that title, and it should pop up. We've got a image of the cover on our Instagram and Twitter if you need to check that out for reference. But yep. um, in this issue, this is essentially kind of re-establishing an Avengers team after the past few years. Mm-hmm. Uh, there have been multiple Avengers teams um, here recently, and uh, this is kind of consolidating that and getting it back to like one main Avengers title, which is good because it's yeah. not so spread out. It gives us a um, a starting point for when they eventually sprawl it back out to like 18 titles again or yeah. whatever. <laughs> but um, this is a, a good starting point. So um, coming off of the back of Marvel Legacy, there's a lot of different plot points in there. Um, mm-hmm. If you thought the Wolverine thing was cool or seeing the um, alternate version of Cap, Iron Man, and Thor in there, well, you're not in luck because <laughs> that shit isn't in here. This is mainly following the uh, Avengers million year uh, BC cast mm-hmm. uh, into the modern version of the Avengers. Um, and uh, y- you read this, right? Yeah, absolutely. Okay, mm-hmm. cool. So uh, this one is a essentially a short issue. It's about mm-hmm. 10 to 12 pages long. Um, for this one, that's typically how they how Marvel does their free comic book day issues is they mm-hmm. split the book into like two different stories. Uh, the other one okay. here is a Captain America story, but we're not necessarily worried about that one at this point. So for the Avengers issue, it starts out with um, Black Panther going to old Asgard to have a chit chat with Odin. Um, mm-hmm. I don't know why Odin couldn't come to him. Uh, he seems like he can teleport, but uh, he looks he's really a douchebag old though. king. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Um, so T'Challa goes and talks to him. Uh, Odin tells him about the million years BC Avengers, uh, which my God, it's just, uh, such an awesome concept. Uh, I know. I like they, it. They walk past the, uh, the statues of those same Avengers, um, uh, minus Odin. That would have been, that would have been weird if he had his own <laughs> statue there, right? He's the biggest one there. <laughs> <laughs> um, but, uh, yeah. And, and Odin's telling him about those characters and, and the Celestial they found. Um, he tells them the story of when they defeated the Celestial and buried it under Wakanda. Um, then it, there's a, a, a brief cut to uh, the old uh, million year BC Avengers where the Black Panther of that time is lamenting that they killed the Celestial and saying, you know what, we've got people who uh, in my tribe who can take care of things that are sick this celestial seemed like it was um uh what does it say here it um it was like sick for whatever reason it was and he compares it to a uh, a boar foaming at the mouth Mm -hmm. um so he 
kind of laments that he wasn't able to heal it and they had to kill it. But, um, you know, that's the, the steps they took to, to stop this thing from, you know, destroying the planet at that time. Yeah. Um, is not happy about it. Um, he recognizes that he's going to have to clean up that mess. And, um, there's a, a flashback to, uh, Loki talking to Odin about the celestial he found, um, like it was, uh, he was kind of rubbing it in Odin's face mm-hmm. more or less, um, saying like Loki I, does. Yes. Yeah. And, um, I, I guess kind of going after him for, um, uh, not properly taking care of his, mm. his mess, I mm-hmm. guess is kind of what I got from it. Um, and Loki now has taken possession of that celestial and we see that, uh, that celestial has, uh, assaulted Odin. Um, uh, so that's why Odin is meeting with Black Panther at this point. Mm-hmm. Um, Odin on top of telling T'Challa about this so he can take care of that issue if it, you know, becomes a, a major threat. He also says, I need you to do what I don't have the guts to do, what Thor wouldn't want to do, which is kill Loki. So Odin is tasking T'Challa to kill his own son. Um, and, uh, I mean, that's kind of the, the main point of this issue, mm-hmm. uh, on the last page and page and a third, we've got, uh, Steve Rogers and Thor, the Odinson, um, not Jane Foster, but the original Thor, mm-hmm. uh, meeting at a bar, having drinks and, uh, getting, uh, Tony Stark on the phone and, uh, saying, Hey, we need to, uh, get the Avengers back together. And he says, uh, yeah, that's right. Uh, just the three of us. And then we see an image of uh, a, a glimpse of the future where we've got a team of looks like eight uh, different Avengers characters. So mm-hmm. those are the main characters that we're going to be following forward from from that okay. point. Um, and let me run through that cast list real quick, just because I think people are going to probably recognize most of these characters. Mm-hmm. Um, so we've got the the big three, which are uh, Captain America, Iron Man, and Thor, um, all in their classic versions, those classic characters. Mm-hmm. Uh, we've also got the Black Panther, which is T'Challa from earlier in the issue. We've got Captain Marvel, who has a movie coming out in March, so mm-hmm. this is a good place to start getting excited to uh, to see her film. Yeah. We've got She-Hulk. Um, are you familiar with She-Hulk at all? Not really, no. I okay. figured that was her, but I didn't, yeah, I don't know much about her or anything. <laughs> you just thought it was a, a lady who ate something that made her sick? <laughs> <laughs> there's a green chick that's all i got <laughs> like literally she's in some some tattered clothes but she's just like jeans and a tank top so <laughs> yeah um we've got ghost rider uh but it's the robbie reyes version of ghost rider the one that we saw in uh, marvel legacy um who drives a car not a motorcycle and then we've got dr strange up top there oh, okay yeah he looks uh different than i know him i didn't know if that who that was so yeah they recently got rid of the the red cape uh, mm-hmm. something to do with, uh, his, his magic kind of being in flux there a little bit, okay. but, uh, I think he's back to being the, the sorcerer supreme. Uh, mm-hmm. he's just decided to, uh, to be more blue this time, I guess. I don't yeah, know. Sure. He's like, I just like, I want to change it up every few years, guys. <laughs> <laughs> Fashion's my real passion. Right. <laughs> <laughs> it's a great tagline. <laughs> yeah. And I was confused by this. Like you said, they, they kind of like split up the book because, the, uh, there's like an Avengers symbol at the end of that too, 
And it, and then it just kind of goes over to the story about Captain America. So is this two different? Is this the same issue still, or um, is it different? Well, it's it, it's two separate stories mm-hmm. altogether. Yeah. So that that Avenger symbol there. Um, that's a good point because I just I, I just read that as a essentially the end. That's, of this, well, that's what I story. did too. Yeah. yeah, but then um, it kept going, and I was very confused. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah, that's right. You read that on a. Uh, on Comicsology, I've got the actual like paper comic here. Okay. So they're like ads in between that that break it up a little bit more. Um, okay. But yeah, and uh, yeah, I think they used to on the Comicsology version of the free comic book day issues, they would make them separate. But mm-hmm. I guess they didn't do that this time, or maybe I'm misremembering that. No, but, yeah, it's just yeah. like the next page, and so I like I've read this next thing. Yeah. Whatever oh, okay. it is. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. It's uh, Tanahasi Coates, who is a. Uh, uh, politics uh, adjacent writer um mm-hmm. that's not the only thing he, he writes but uh yeah i mean he's he's written the black panther series for um the past co- couple of years mm-hmm. and uh he's moved over to captain america um the main captain america book and uh yeah i've read the first couple of issues of it uh, including this free comic book day issue and it's really good so far the uh the first issue came out on july 4th yeah yeah that's very cool yeah um, yeah, so I like I read this thing. Is that and then at the end it says Captain America number one coming July fourth. Uh, is that our next thing in this series, or where are we going after this? No, so that's that's the Captain America series. So we're not necessarily that's going separate. to. Okay. Yeah, yeah, we're not necessarily going to talk about that um, on a regular basis on the show cool. anyway. Sure. Um, we might check it out later down the road, but mm-hmm. uh, for all intents and purposes, we we end on that shot of the Avengers here. Mm-hmm. Okay. Gotcha. Okay, cool. So, um, did you have any thoughts or yeah. whatever on this? Uh, I thought it was a good continuation of the last story, even though they don't pick up a lot of the threads. It did feel kind of like, uh, not knowing really what pre-comic book day is, it kind of makes sense. that They're, they're almost like, they're not going to put all the effort into it. Like, they're going to be like little teasers for the thing. And it, uh, But I thought this was good. Like, if you if you haven't picked it up, um, this is it's free, so it's like you can just check it out or whatever. Um, and I thought the art was cool. I like, like in the beginning when I was saying that like Odin was just like chilling there, he's like got all this fucking armor on and he's got this crown that's like horns and stuff. And it's all big, like, like antlers. And, uh, but he's just like laid back chilling in his throne room, like all by himself. Cause there's <laughs> nobody in old Asgard. Um, but I thought it was cool. Um, I really like the, uh, like you said, the, like the 1 million BC, uh, mm-hmm. stuff. Um, I really like like black, I like the design of the characters, but Black Panther in particular is like, literally, he killed a Black Panther and strapped <laughs> his hide on his back, and it's <laughs> and his face and it's, it's like, teeth are like over his face. Uh, and it just like makes sense for what that arrow would be, I guess, you know? If you're, if you're looking at that, that image, that first image on that a million year BC uh, page, uh-huh. you've got Black Panther, yeah, he's he's all uh, covered in that, that hide, but uh, he's got that loincloth on. He's mm. got a Pretty long tail on that loincloth. Oh, wow. You know what I'm saying? Hey. <laughs> <laughs> he knows what he's working with. I had noticed that that thing is uh, sexy. <laughs> Interesting. That's funny. Um, but yeah, and I like. Uh, I'm intrigued where this story is going, um, and I like it uh, again. You know, because I compare it to I'm kind of the the cinematic universe coming into this comic universe, the kind of the opposite way from how they really were and so to me i think these uh, are doing a good job of kind of bridging that gap um i'm i'm wondering from a, a comics person standpoint like you are um what you kind of feel because when i read these i feel like they're some of the things they do it almost even seems like the character designs 
kind of lead more towards the movies or um, the storylines, like the way that they're like trying to get more people in. I don't know if is it is it going too far to be more like the movies or like kind of coalesce those things or do you like how they're doing all this stuff? Um, I I kind of like this version of it. Um, a while back, maybe within the past, I don't know since the the MCU really blew up. Mm-hmm. Um, they were kind of leaning some of the costumes, especially on like Captain America, um, to be more in line with this cinematic appearance. Like in this uh, comic or on that that page, that group shot of them, you sure. see that Captain America has his essentially his classic costume. He's got yeah. the the wings on the side of the the cowl there. Um, he's got the the chainmail tunic uh, with the stripes and everything. He's mm-hmm. got the um, the comic booky like red gloves there yeah um it just i it it would look dumb in a movie but i think Mm -hmm. it works in comics sure okay you know i'm fine totally fine with it there um there's some character designs that i think do need updates from time to time Mm -hmm. but um yeah i mean I, i i like the look of all of these avengers as they are here yeah, um, including Thor's gold arm <laughs> that he has. Oh yeah, that, yeah. he upgraded that from that black arm to the gold one. Man, those are sexy. Yeah, that was good. Yeah. yeah, I guess like I yeah the costume for sure for Captain America is definitely um, not like the movies, and I agree wouldn't work in the movies. Uh, but even like above that, where it's uh, just like Steve Rogers, I'm like, oh, that's that's uh, Chris Evans. Cool, right. that's true, Chris <laughs> Evans. <laughs> and maybe that's how he's been. I don't know, uh, mm-hmm. but I feel like. I just feel like it's it's good uh, to kind of branch it for for new people to comics like like I am uh, and other people uh, to kind of be like oh this is like something I could get into just as much as I like the cinematic universe so it's cool from from my side of it I would say yeah yeah and especially so, yeah. since a lot of these characters on this team are people are, are characters that are recognized from film mm-hmm. and, and TV sure. like um, Robbie Reyes he was on I think season four of Agents of Shield. So, you know, he's out in the MCU somewhere. Um, Matter of fact, the only character that is not planned to show up in the MCU is uh, She-Hulk at Mm -hmm. this point. But her name is She-Hulk. You kind of you kind of get her thing (laughs) from context. She's green and strong. So, (laughs) yeah, there you go. Fair enough. Yeah, that's cool. Um, oh, and I forgot yeah. to go through the uh, the credits on this. Uh, yeah. So we've got uh, the story was written by Jason Aaron, who wrote the Marvel Legacy issue and is writing the the current Avengers title. Um, nice. We've got uh, the uh, the pencils by Sarah Pacelli, uh, who's the co creator of Miles Morales, um, oh, cool. and uh, she also uh, did the inks uh, as well as Elizabetta Diamico. Um, I'm not familiar with her. Okay, uh, it looks good either way. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, Justin Ponser colored this. Uh, Corey Pettit was a letterer, and uh, Sarah Pacelli and Justin Ponser both did the cover for this. So, um, yeah, overall, I, I really dug this issue, and uh, mm-hmm. I've read the first two issues of the the main Avenger title that that comes after okay. this, and uh, I liked it a lot. Um, I think the first five are out right now, maybe okay. six by the time we this airs. I don't know, but cool. um, yeah, I mean, it's a, a really good uh, series so far um i haven't read forward yet because I'm, I'm waiting to uh to catch up and, and read along with you yeah right on that sounds fun yeah. so um that's what we'll do on the next episode is we will read finally the regularly titled the avengers number yeah. one from 2018 <laughs> and we'll post a cover image on uh, twitter and instagram so you can take a look at it cool. um do you have any thoughts or 
No. Anything like that on this issue? I'm good with that one, yeah. Cool. All right, so let's move on to the second main topic, which is 2013's Shazam, Volume 1. This is part of the New 52, mm-hmm. which is the um, the era of DC Comics, again, rebooting their superhero franchise uh, to very little fanfare. Most people uh, <laughs> were greatly upset at them doing that. Yeah. But, uh, They've, they've since worked it out to where it's just like, eh, forget it. <laughs> <laughs> well, so when I was re- looking this up online uh, about Shazam and everything, and they were talking about like, oh, this is part of the New 52. And I was like, oh, I remember that coming out. Uh, and you and I talking about it back in the day and that people really didn't dig it. Um, but then it seemed like, I, I thought I read something on there that they did another reboot. Um, I don't remember what it was called. Uh, or is the, is, the, is the New 52 kind of like what is there now they just don't like reference it so the new 52 was back from like 2011 through 2015 ish um and then they did something called dc rebirth rebirth yeah that's what it was and that picked up and i think 2016 Mm -hmm. on might have been late 2015 whatever the case um and they essentially kind of brought back a lot of the feeling and the classic versions of these characters like in the new 52 they essentially rebooted the continuity except for batman and green lantern which is very Mm. fucking confusing weird yeah because um just as a a quick aside and a a quick complaint um (laughs) that the dc really kind of uh pointed back to the fans um right now batman has a son named damian wayne okay he is uh well, at the time of the, the new 52 reboot, he was 10 years old. Mm-hmm. Batman had uh, had sex with Talia al Ghul, mm-hmm. um, who was in um, the Dark Knight Rises movie. Mm-hmm. Um, he had sex with her when he was Batman. Um, or at the time he was... he, Yeah, he was, he was uh, Batman um, as a as a like title or whatever like mm-hmm. you know he he did all this training and eventually became batman right mm-hmm. so during the time he started being batman and and eventually had damien who's 10 years old mm-hmm. at at the very least 10 years nine months right mm-hmm. in the new 52 reboot dc had a hard line that superheroes as a concept had only been around for five years oh. so <laughs> There's some uh, some math that was off there, uh-huh. and the fans were like, "Well, what about this uh, missing <laughs> missing time there?" Uh, and DC was just like, "I don't know. You guys don't. You're thinking about it too hard." It's like we're, we're, we're really kind of barely thinking about it. You're the, yeah. you're the ones who put this hard timeline out there. So man, that's that's upsetting. I I, I like details. You gotta stick mm-hmm. with the details, man. I don't like to let things just like, well, just don't think about it. Yeah. It's like, no, man. I already did though. So yeah. it's already fucked. <laughs> I mean, like, <laughs> you told me. You yeah. said it. <laughs> now, if if there was some thing where like DC was like, oh yeah, he was uh, aged up because it's comic books. He was put in a an aging chamber and he was aged up sure. from the point he was one year old to to be ten years old. Mm-hmm. Fine, whatever. It's weird, but yeah, at least there's work, an answer. Though. Yeah, but yeah, yeah, it was strange. But uh, now we're all just kind of putting that behind us. Not going to worry about mm-hmm. it. Um, one of the best things from the New 52, though, was, uh, for me, was this Shazam series. Mm-hmm. Um, and just to give people an idea, in case they're just now listening to this, 
this show, um, you have no history with this character at all, right? No. Besides that, yeah, that trailer that came out for the new movie, yeah. that was all I got, yeah. And, and that was a brand new like story yeah. concept for you as well. Yeah, absolutely, yeah, for sure. <laughs> so so uh, for people who don't know, uh, the kind of general story of Shazam is that Billy Batson, who is a, well, in this story, a 15-year-old boy, um, he gets the powers from the wizard Shazam, and every time he exclaims the word Shazam, he turns into Shazam. This is a lot of Shazam, I'm saying. <laughs> I feel like I'm going to turn into something, probably just angry. Don't um, do it. But, uh, yeah, anytime he says the word Shazam, he turns into Shazam, uh, which is a um, an adult superhero, uh, very Superman-esque, I would say. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then he uh, fights bad guys, essentially. But, you know, he's still a kid, so he does bullshit kid things as well. Yeah, yeah. So, which is kind of the charm to it, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I agree. So um, back in the day when uh, it was published by Fawcett Comics, um, uh, the character was called Captain Marvel. There was a, a rights thing that eventually lapsed when DC bought the Fawcett comics characters and Marvel jumped on it and said, Oh, we're Marvel comics. So we're going to have a character called Captain Marvel since the trademark is no longer in play. So from this point forward, uh, the character has uh, all of his comics have had the word Shazam in it instead of Captain Mm -hmm. Marvel, uh, just to kind of skirt around that. And then just to streamline everything, uh, in the new 52, they started referring to this character as Shazam. Just, just because I know some people have heard about it. I don't really care. doesn't, doesn't mean anything (laughs) to me. Yeah. I was wondering about you because to me, I'm like, uh, I, I they, sure they had the name first uh, when they first created him, but I'm mm-hmm. like, Captain Marvel makes sense for Marvel to have that. Right. And so I'm like, it's theirs, man. Like, give it up. And <laughs> he he doesn't say, like, I don't know how that all played out, you know, in the day, back in the day, whatever, but like, there's so much Shazam in this where they say that word or they <laughs> yeah. reference it. It's yeah. so much easier just to name him that. Like, yeah. to me, like, it makes total sense you know, fuck the rest of the history, just go with it. So mm-hmm. yeah, that's kind of where I'm at. It's funny because when I read this story originally, it was as backup stories. Like they had, um, like 46 page, uh, backup stories in issues of the justice league comic at that time. Mm-hmm. And then they had like two issues. There was like a zero issue and then issue 21 of justice league that were just full on Shazam issues. So it was like mm. the zero issue was the first like 20 pages of this book. Then we had mm. all the backup stories that led towards the end of it. And then Justice League 21 was like the last 20 pages of the story. It was, it was fucking strange. Yeah. <laughs> so I'm glad they had this all in a volume one just because it, it oh, makes yeah. so much sense. But reading it all together in one chunk like this, I think it, it really holds up. And, yeah, I agree. Um, in the, when I was reading it in those backups, um, for emphasis, they would tend to put like, the last page would be like one large image. It's like a full mm-hmm. page image. It's what they call a splash page. And there's a number of those in this book. And I didn't really realize it until I was reading the whole thing all together, which I thought was pretty cool to mm. see. Yeah. Um, should we get into the, the story of this? We don't necessarily have to go page by page, but yeah. um, just to, to kind of give people an idea. Um, so Billy Batson is a, an orphan, an orphan mm-hmm. kid, and he is getting... Um, I guess interviewed or, or whatever by mm. the Vasquez, Vasquez Vasquez. How do you say yeah. that word? That's how I say it. Vasquez. Vasquez. There we go. Mm-hmm. Uh, by the Vasquezes, mm-hmm. and um, they've they've got other adopted children or foster children. 
What's the appropriate term? I don't, I don't understand. They, they call it foster, but I was like, that's a different thing. Like, they act like they're adopted, though, so I don't know. <laughs> but they call it foster in here. I guess I don't understand the term. Is it- I was assumed foster is a basically like you have them until someone will adopt them. Like you're just taking them for a little while. Like you can foster dogs and stuff, but it's like you don't, you're not adopting them. You're just like they're not going to stay at the pound. He's not going to stay at the orphanage or whatever, you know, like he's going to be mm-hmm. like in the foster home. But they act more like they're, no, they're all a family. We're all here together. Like they're, they're there. <laughs> so right. I don't know. It's kind of weird. <laughs> okay. Uh, well, hey, you know what? Whatever the case. Um, so, yeah, he's being interviewed by this, by this family for, let's say, adoption. Because, uh, mm-hmm. yeah, that seems Easy to be enough. the case here. Um, and Billy puts on this like sweet airs about him. It's like uh, just trying to really... I guess suck up to them in a way yeah. or present himself in a certain way to where he's adoptable. Mm-hmm. Um, and after they, they leave, he talks to the, uh, the main lady at the adoption agency or the, the, the foster home there. Mm-hmm. And, um, his personality comes out. He's kind of, kind of a dick. Uh, yeah. like mm-hmm. I assume most children are trying not to interact. <laughs> with um, but, um, yeah, he, it's, it's funny when he's, when he's talking about his his hobbies there, um, he mentions, uh, he says, I like to do my podcast on the social work Mrs. Yeah. Glover does, which is weird <laughs> because like, how, do, how, because we know the effort that you have to put into making oh, yeah. a podcast, plus it's a little kid doing a podcast, plus that podcast is uh, over the social work that yeah. this old lady does, like it's a very specific <laughs> thing that's listened here who's that's, listening to that? that that's the the one of the oddest things in this book yeah filled with odd things but um but yeah that uh, that always stood out to me i remember that from the, yeah. the original book but i had to read that twice i was like wait what podcast <laughs> um again it feels like hey hey cool kids we're hip too yeah <laughs> podcasting right you know <laughs> You know, kids are always podcasting about the yeah. older people and their <laughs> day jobs. Everybody loves that shit. Oh, man. Um, and uh, b- before we go any further, I do want to mention that this book starts off, and I, I didn't remember this at all, but it starts off with this, like, blonde-haired guy in glasses and a, a suit uh-huh. um, who gets in an elevator, and he's eventually, he goes to meet the, the wizard Shazam, and uh, we see that there's like whole a whole TV screen filled with people who have, I guess, gone through the same process essentially, mm-hmm. and have been interviewed about it by Dr. Savannah, um, and that's kind of a new twist. Um, mm-hmm. The I've got this hardcover uh, 75 years of Shazam here, mm-hmm. and in it they've got stories kind of spanning the whole characters um, or the characters whole. Uh, lifespan or whatever mm-hmm. um 75 years of it and uh, it has the the very first shazam story in here and the let me uh, let me get to it here uh how billy comes in contact with the wizard shazam is he's um at night selling newspapers in the city <laughs> here yeah and this character in a fully black like trench coat and fedora hat comes up to him and is like hey kid follow me okay (laughs) sure why not how can this go bad they get in this train and then they go to uh this tunnel where they meet um the wizard shazam it's he's in this tunnel that has the the seven deadly sin statues in there Uh which 
we come to in this book as well. But uh, they got to it in three pages. This is a much longer process. Yeah, yeah, for sure. So it's a it's a, definitely different from publishing back in the day too. To yeah, it's more uh, modern for sure. I think yeah. yeah, kind of layering it with all these different characters. You don't really know what's what they're about. You just get like one page of them. Yes. Yeah. yeah. Um, and damn it, you know what? I forgot the creative team again on this one. <laughs> Son of a bitch. I thought you were just doing it at the end like the last time. So. <laughs> <laughs> Let me just run through it real quick. It, it will eat away yeah. at my soul otherwise. Go for it. Go for it. Um, so uh, this is written by Jeff Johns, who's the, um, I guess the main, he used to be the chief creative officer over at DC. Now he's like over the entire film division or whatever. Yeah. So maybe they'll get that back on track or whatever. I don't know. Mm-hmm. Um, the uh, line artist was Gary Frank. Uh, and then Brad Anderson was the colorist. And then the letterers were Nick J. Napolitano. No, <laughs> Napolitano. <laughs> Nick Napolitano. There we go. Yeah, you got it. And then uh, Desi Cienti. Um, so two different letterers here. Mm-hmm. Um, but I wanted to uh, to uh, make sure to mention them because I think they did a great job on this book. Um, Gary Frank in particular. I think a lot of the acting in this book is great there's a lot of really good reaction shots and Mm -hmm. when characters say certain bits of dialogue they have uh not necessarily realistic expressions because it's a a comic book and you can cheat that a little bit Mm -hmm. but um they really help sell the dialogue um Mm -hmm. in this um what did you think about the, the art on this book i thought it was good um i like most of the designs and stuff like of the um I'm trying to say the actual like costumed people, not just like the rest of the book. That's all I'm seeing right now. So I'm trying to yeah. flip through, but, uh, but I liked it. Yeah. Uh, again, it's like something I'm, I'm still trying to get used to and like figure out what I like, I guess. Yeah. Uh, about things. But, um, from what I saw, I liked it. Okay. What about you? Oh man. I loved it. Yeah. Cool. Okay, cool. Yeah. yeah. Um, so yeah, I mean, eventually Billy gets to meet his, um, foster brothers and sisters, which is a, um, a fairly newer concept. Um, mm-hmm. back in the day, I think he was either just remained an orphan or he had like maybe just a, a couple of, um, I don't even know that they were considered siblings at that time, but, uh, Mary and, um, oh man, what is that dude's name? I cannot remember. Uh, the, yeah. the guy with his crutches, uh, Freddie, uh, Freddie. Yeah. Yeah. Um, they were, uh, eventually Mary Marvel and then Captain Marvel Jr. Um, mm-hmm. are their their names. But they've expanded it out to have six kids here. And um, they're, they're multi-ethnic. It's the Power Rangers of mm-hmm. Shazam. Oh, yeah, nice. And, uh, yeah, I mean, it's kind of a, a fresher take on, on that. I don't know if they're going to do that with the movie or not. We know that mm-hmm. uh, at least Freddy is in it. He's uh, one yeah. of the kids from It. Oh, um, interesting. Yeah. Um, I noticed that. Um, going back to the art, I will say uh, Mary is hot. <laughs> I know this is comic book, guys. First time I saw her, I was like, okay, okay, I get it. So he's gonna get with that, <laughs> with that chick. Gotcha. Moving on. Like her, she's nice. Well, <laughs> don't ruin all, it, Brent. They're, they're, they're all children. Nope. He's fifteen. <laughs> she's got to be at least seventeen or eighteen. And I, if she's 18, it's totally fine. <laughs> <laughs> well, in the, the comics, really the story hasn't gone on any further than what this book ends at. Um, uh-huh. Shazam has appeared in other comics in DC 
uh, kind of sparingly. He was like one of the uh, main characters in the Justice League books, but they don't really touch back on any of these characters. But mm-hmm. just going off of the history of the Captain Marvel or uh, the Shazam franchise, um, Mary is usually like younger. He's like, oh, interesting. Like he's Superman, and then she would be Supergirl. Okay. In a way, so she would normally is depicted as being like several years younger than him. Even well, though they're, they're not, about the same age. She's not drawn that way. I'm not taking it back. <laughs> <laughs> um, so on, uh, Billy doesn't really like take well to the, the new like foster situation. Um, he's just kind of fed up with this shit. Um, mm. We don't really get a, a lot of backstory into what he's been through in his life. But since he's, you know, 15 is still at the, the adoption agency or whatever, you know, he's probably just kind of, just fed up with everything, essentially. Yeah, yeah. Like, he, all of this stuff seems like a waste of time. Um, and eventually he runs away, and, um, and I was kind of jumping ahead quite a bit, but mm-hmm. it, it, whatever. Uh, eventually he, he runs away and um, becomes... Um, something happens. <laughs> oh, no, no, no. Okay, yeah, so, so uh, he runs away, and we see him at, at the zoo talking mm-hmm. to this tiger. And this is something that I was dying to bring up on this podcast. Yes, so. no, absolutely. Yeah. Okay. Uh, so in the Shazam mythos, mm-hmm. there's a character called Talkie Tawny. And not, uh-huh. it's, it's purposely misspelled as, like, Talkie is spelled okay. T-A-W-K-Y, jelly. Mm. Um, and it's an anthropomorphized tiger character uh-huh. because it was... It, Comics were fucking silly as shit back in the day. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and he uh, was just a regular reoccurring um, supporting character in Captain Marvel books. And it was, uh, this tiger was proper. Uh, he was mm-hmm. walking on his two back legs, or his two back feet. Mm-hmm. And he wore a tweed jacket. Oh. And he, he was very polite. And uh, Interesting. spoke very well. So... Uh, I did not expect that history. Nope. I like what they've done on this book. <laughs> Look, I just want him to go back to being that thing. You know yeah. what? I just, I just want to, I, I think talking animals are fucking awesome. Yeah. And I hope to, to live to see a future where that's a reality as well. Hey, okay. Yeah. Fair yeah. enough, man. Dogs are people too, you know? That's right. I do believe that. So yeah, yeah I'm with you. Um, uh, I don't know. I don't, I don't necessarily want to go uh, scene by scene on this, but, um, we, we do eventually come to see a character called Black Adam who has been resurrected Mm -hmm. by, um, I think it was Dr. Savannah helped kind of resurrect Uh him. Yes. Um, did you have any familiarity with Black Adam at all? So here's the weird thing. So I have this, you know, slight background with the, um, trailers. Do what? (laughs) I said the occult. (laughs) Just a slight background. Uh, I have a slight background with the uh, the trailers that have come out, but Black Adam hasn't shown up in those yet. Uh, or I, I don't know if he's even in it, but what I did remember in the back of my mind is I was like, I remember there was like casting for Black Adam uh, whenever they were talking about Shazam and stuff, and I would hear about that. And I had to look it up, and, and, and I'm still confused because there's like different reports at different times, and I'm not sure where they're going with things, but uh, that they there is a Black Adam for the movie universe and that it's going to be uh, The Rock, uh, mm-hmm. Dwayne Johnson, and uh, so I'm like, okay. But then I, I heard other things that were like, oh, well, they're going to split those movies, though. There's going to be like a Black Adam movie and a Shazam movie. And now I'm not sure what's really going forward, like if he's in this at all. 
and the movie. So, uh, but that's all I really had the background of him at all. So okay, I think you're mostly current on everything. I mean, mm-hmm. that's most of what I've heard anyway. Is that yeah, they're going to be two separate movies. Black Adam is not scheduled to be in the Shazam movie, but okay. who knows? They could have like a this is a surprise cameo in there. Mm-hmm. Or maybe a, a nod to that or whatever. Mm. But uh, yeah, evidently they're going to be two separate movies. Normally I'd say that's a bad thing, but um, or who would want that? But I like Black Adam as a character a lot. Um, mm. He's okay. played a lot of interesting roles in uh, various DC Comics books, mm. kind of unrelated to uh, the Shazam property itself. Um, there's a series called uh, 52 that DC put out, which was one uh, issue per week for a full year. Mm-hmm. and um, Black Adam played a key role in that. He was very much a, uh, a protector of his uh, his country, uh, Kondak. Mm-hmm. Con- mm-hmm. Con- yeah. Yeah, I'm that's not, I'm I kind of said it. On. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um, he, uh, but he was like, he, he definitely rules kind of with an iron fist, but he also is compassionate to a point uh, mm-hmm. in that series. Um, he seems complex from this book. Yes. Um, so I thought that was kind of interesting, with it, the things they could play with that. So, mm-hmm. yeah. Yeah, plus it's The Rock playing him, and I'll watch yeah. The Rock in pretty much anything. That dude's just fucking charming, man. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Just slap some pointy ears on his ass and, you yeah. know, call it good. Yeah, good to go. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, so, uh, yep. Uh, <laughs> I, again, it's hard, like, I don't want to go page by page, but it's kind of like um, this Dr. Savannah's like, trying to find Black Adam in there, mm-hmm. and at the same time, uh, Billy is, is trying to go through some stuff. Like there's some bullies that bully his family and he kicks the shit out of them. Uh, yeah. and then he ends up getting on that, uh, the train. So it's kind of like the history of that, right? Like he got on a train eventually. To more get or less. There. Yeah. yeah. It's, it, this is a Sounds lot cool. more cinematic for uh-huh. like a better word, uh, a cinematic version of the original or- origin mm-hmm. story. Um, and since Jeff John wrote this and he's, you know, yeah. helping co-produce a lot of these movies, uh, that's they're they're probably gonna follow what he does in, mm-hmm. in a lot of movies going forward, um, which is fine because I, I I think he's a really good writer and mm-hmm. uh, I, I really like the the different takes that he's done on these characters like Black Adam um, and Doctor Savannah were really kind of his main two villains and I like that mm-hmm. both of them are involved in this and we get origins essentially for both of them um, by yeah. the be, or at the beginning of this book Doctor Savannah he's like he's fucking roided out. Like he's a built ass mm-hmm. dude. Um, but by the time we get to the end of this book, um, he's more in line with his like comic book appearance, like mm, his okay. previous comic book appearance, I should say. Uh, he's got yeah, that yeah. fucked up eye. He's got a scar across his cheek. He's more mm-hmm. frail and whatnot. Um, but yeah, I mean, I think it's really well done on, on getting all of that stuff there. Um, one thing that changed with the, with this version of the character or this version of the property is Shazam is actually like an elderly black man in this mm-hmm. story. And uh man, I can't remember who was cast as Shazam in the movie, but yeah, I think it was it also uh, an elderly black man. It's at least yeah, it's a it's a black dude uh, cuz I looked it up last night and I knew him from something but I don't know his name that well. Um I'll try to look it up right now, but okay. uh, but yeah, they're going to stick to that, which is cool. Yeah, and I I totally forgot about it by the time I was reading back through this book and I saw that and I was like, "Oh shit, okay. So, yeah, that's that's exactly what uh-huh. they were going for there." Yeah, that's good. Yeah. Uh Shit, and I just saw this too online. I don't know where it is. <laughs> and, yeah, and anyway. let me let me clarify on that. So, I it's not like I'm finally giving my approval for a black character to uh, to replace a white <laughs> one. What I'm saying is that anytime in a 
translation from comic to um, to film, actually pretty much any media where a white character is replaced by a, a minority character, people fucking flip out unless that's something that has showed up in the previous mm. media before. So I'm, I'm going to assume that's probably why there wasn't pushback on, on that for the fan base or whatever. Mm. Um, also, Shazam, not the most popular of characters, yeah, right. so <laughs> people probably just don't don't care as much. But um, I really like the, the look of the wizard Shazam in this book a lot. So I saw a different person cast last night. I don't know where I was looking, uh, but on this, on the IMDb right now, it says the wizard is, uh, I, I was, can't say his name, but uh, Digimon Honsu. Oh, uh, yeah, from you know? uh, Guardians of the Galaxy. Yeah, and, yeah. Uh, Amistad, yeah. Yeah. His first two big friends. But I'm like, he's awesome, so. Yeah. Uh, so that'll work, yeah. So it'll be interesting to see if that's what, who he plays, I guess, because I don't know who I saw yesterday or where that was, but anyway. Uh, yeah. I wonder if Moving he will on. reprise his famous line from uh, Guardians of the Galaxy when Billy Batson introduces himself yeah. and the wizard Shazam is like, who? Who? Yeah. <laughs> Shazam. <laughs> um, now, one thing that kind of changed for this book compared to the previous iterations of Shazam is back in the day, anytime Billy would say the word Shazam, he would Ooh. turn into Captain Marvel, right? Um, so, like, even if he whispered it or said it by mistake or or whatever, mm. he the lightning would hit him and he would turn into uh, that character. But on this one, the wizard tells him, no, you really have to, like, feel it. You have to ex- uh, exclaim it. Um, and there's a pretty cool, like, trick in the book here where um, the wizard says, if you say the word Shazam, you'll, you'll turn into this thing. And... Um, there's the the last panel on this one page it has Billy with kind of a a punk ass look on his face. He just kind of says uh, Shazam, and then it cuts to the next page, and it's just him standing there. Like as a reader, mm-hmm. you kind of expect him to be transformed at that point, but nothing happens. Yeah. Um, then he says it, says it. He says it again <laughs> with enthusiasm, and he there's a full page splash of him as uh, Shazam right here. Um, but uh, yeah, it's a uh, probably a good thing because he uh-huh. has to explain the whole Shazam idea to other people. I know, yeah, and it would be impossible <laughs> unless he was just like constantly like taking his finger and writing it in the snow each yeah. time, or I can't say it, or his urine stream and writing that. Yeah, oh, there you go, that could yeah. worked. And what people if- would have loved to have drawn that, so that's nice. <laughs> Yeah, I uh, from what you you've been saying, and then what I was reading last night about some of the changes that uh, this one in particular, I guess, made. But then also, I guess they've been kind of working towards some things like like that, and then um, also um, him like keeping his child mind uh, when he's the Shazam form. I like better than like the old version where it's like he became like an adult yeah. and had like an adult mind. Um, it makes it a lot more interesting concept to me. So, uh, so I like a lot of the changes and um, this book in particular, I thought was great. I, I really enjoyed this story and stuff. So I, I was really surprised. Um, kind of like I was with the trailer that came out for the movie. I was like, I didn't expect to like this at all. It looked kind of cheesy from the photos I saw at first. And it's like, Oh, I didn't understand the story of it. Like that. It's like big. Yeah. It's like superheroes. And now I'm like, that sounds awesome. So, yeah. Um, yeah, and it, that's the funny thing is like keeping his personality the same really adds mm. a lot to that character, makes him stand yeah. out quite a bit. Um, so really Shazam, the word Shazam is an acronym. 
mm-hmm. and it stands for like different Greek like characters or um, <laughs> gods essentially. So, um, and it, it's related to attributes from each of those gods. So, um, let me go through the letters real quick. So, um, the first one is S of course. So it's the wisdom of Solomon. H is the strength of Hercules. A is the stamina of Atlas. Z, the power of Zeus, which is really kind of like power, just like overall, Mm. like, and he does like lightning and stuff too. Right. So yeah. Is that where he gets that from? Yeah. I guess, but like power <laughs> yeah. is just such like a, a broad I term, know. you know, <laughs> like I was like, yeah, and that kind of the Hercules one too. Like yeah, it's just all like know, yeah. power, strength, power, whatever. Yeah. Um, a is the courage of Achilles, which is weird because I only know of Achilles being like a weakness. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and then M is the speed of Mercury. Um, so mm-hmm. he's, you know, super fast, but um, a lot of that stuff doesn't really come into play here. Uh, we don't really see yeah. him being especially strong or i'm sorry mm-hmm. especially fast um he does have quite a bit of strength he does fuck up uh shazam's throne <laughs> almost immediately mm-hmm. after he gets these powers and um but uh yeah i mean he doesn't really have the the wisdom of uh whatever it was uh, i said earlier wisdom of solomon um yeah. so i i think they probably just skipped all of that general stuff just mm-hmm. to make sure that he kept his childhood personality or yeah, whatever which is good i think it's a better decision story-wise yeah it's more intriguing and whatever um i was scrolling through here and, and thinking about some of the stuff i like i like we were talking about a little bit earlier i like black adam because he's an interesting character when you get his backstory that oh yeah um, he's he basically was uh, enslaved and he was trying to like free his people and he doesn't like people being slaves so there's even like a part where like they're like protesters on the street and uh because their ceo like took away their pensions or healthcare or something like that. And he mm-hmm. just is like, fuck it. Cool. I'm going to go up there. And he just drops the dude. And yeah. I can just like murders him in front of everybody. And it was like, and he was like, no more slaves anymore. See, I freed you. But <laughs> it's like, obviously he murdered someone. It's a bad thing, but it's, uh, it's kind of like a little, he's, he's trying to be good and trying to do some justice. He just has like a warped view of it, which is always a good thing. I think for uh, any kind of villain, because I think the best villains are, you know, the, the heroes of their own story. Sure. If you write it that way, it's a lot more uh, interesting and stuff. So um, I like I like his character, and I would I think I would like that more. And I'm that makes me more excited for like that movie and stuff to come out as well. So mm-hmm. I wonder how they're gonna go dark with that movie mm-hmm. because in this we see that he Black Adam is uh, I guess started out essentially as two people. It was Adam mm-hmm. and his nephew, mm-hmm. and then as they were both saying Shazam at the same time. He, he killed his nephew and took all that power for himself, which is pretty I know. fucking dark. I know. It's like, would they go that way? That's pretty bad. Yeah. Um, and then uh, I was scrolling through here too, and I, I like whatever he goes. So he, we have all these, the, the seven deadly sins or whatever, which are actual like manifestations in the world. They're like people. Mm-hmm. Uh, and they've been kind of like hidden throughout the world. And the first one he goes to get is uh, Sloth. And it's like this this big dude sitting on his couch. Uh, basically, he's American, uh, sitting on his couch, <laughs> yeah. and uh, American sized. <laughs> <yeah>. <laughs> but whenever he like pulls sloth out, it's this really cool drawing where it's like the original guy below that, and like it almost looks. It reminds me of like um, Ghostbusters or something like that. Like that kind mm-hmm. of draw, like that kind of imagery, where it's like this ghost looking like thing kind of coming out of him, and it's and it's it's bad. But um, there's also this part I wanted to joke about with you that. 
he's like, uh, oh, Adam, dot, 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 my enemy, dot, 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 my friend, dot, dot, dot. And I was like, please say the next line's my frenemy. Please do it. And it was just like, it was just like, how can I refuse? And I was like, oh, okay. That's cool. That's cool. (laughs) I would have really liked that myself. Might have taken it out a little bit, but for me... That was good. <laughs> um, yeah, those uh, those different different uh, versions of the, the seven deadly sins are interesting because we really only see mm-hmm. like how two of them were hidden amongst the world. So he was yeah. just like a fat guy that didn't want to get up to answer the door mm-hmm. for the pizza, and the pizza guy yeah. getting pissed off. Yeah. Pizza, <laughs> poor pizza guy, man. <laughs> no, right. he, he had a fucking day. He was this was his last delivery for the uh, night, and he was oh, just man. like ready to get get his tip and get the fuck out of there. And then mm-hmm. this f- fat dude's not wanting to answer the door. And then black Adam shows up and holy shit. It's just a, just a fucking mess. I know it. It's and then the, the next deadly sin we meet is pride. And of course, when you think mm-hmm. of, you know, pride, you think of obviously let's say it together, working at a recycling center. Oh, you didn't. Okay. Well, I thought, thought we were both on board there. My bad. Uh, my bad. <laughs> Which, uh, I know. I thought that was interesting. Yeah. It, it was so random. Uh, I know. I, yeah. I didn't get that. But, um, but yeah, eventually we see the, the whole group. Um, they don't spend time going to collect the other ones, which is fine. I don't necessarily yeah. need to see or care where the other people or the other uh, deadly sins were. Mm-hmm. Uh, just, I know that he gathered them up and they are also all color coordinated. So the power Rangers of sins. Well, and it also, like, uh, again, going back to you, like, you and I are not very religious. Um, so when I first heard that concept, I was like, well, I don't, I don't believe in sin. So mm-hmm. I, don't, I don't like the concept of, like, I get it, and it's, it, it's a good way because it, it's, like, seven different things that represent different aspects of humanity, if you will. Rather, like, I wish it was just calls me different, maybe. Mm-hmm. Um, but also, it feels kind of like they're conflating, like, a few different ideas of, like, past religions where it's, like, you have, like, Zeus kind of structure of things and like those people and like those powers and stuff and then you're having this stuff which i at least i associate with like christianity mm-hmm. uh and the seven deadly sins and stuff so um it, it's okay i i think it was it's interesting and um they kind of make a a, a mega sin zord out of the <laughs> most evil guy in town dude later it, on altogether. it was so awesome yeah um <laughs> so like w- when i saw the uh that like giant beast it has a uh uh, that like devil star on its chest uh, yeah. like in my head i just started hearing slayer in in my oh, head oh nice okay, okay yeah dude, this that's is fucking good. badass yeah yeah but they all got inside the uh, the the body of that um that blonde like rich douchebag yeah at the beginning of the series that uh has he the, looks the like awful uh, children he looks like richard branson to me yes yeah right is that okay that's what yeah. i like so picture that everybody uh but I don't know if Richard Branson actually is, is an asshole or not, but uh, this guy certainly is. Yes, yeah, yeah for sure. Um, so at a certain point, of course, Black Adam and Shazam have to come face-to-face. Uh, Black Adam just really just beats the shit out of him, and uh, Billy eventually just turns back into himself and then runs away. Um, now there's a little bit of uh, confusion as to what's going on with like the the other kids. They don't... They know that Billy just run away. They mm-hmm. just don't understand the whole thing. Freddie tells them about the whole thing that they went through um, with Billy turning into Shazam. Um, and the mm-hmm. kids d- decided to go out. Uh, for whatever reason, they decided to believe Freddie, who was put forward in the story as a liar. <laughs> I know. Uh, they decide to believe him for whatever reason, <laughs> and they go out to try to find him. 
Um, and Black Adam uh, eventually gets a hold of them and uh, and is threatening to kill them. Uh, Billy shows back up and he turns into Shazam and um, Black Adam says, hey, I want your power. You give it to me. And Billy or Shazam is like, okay, I'll, I'll do it. I just, I'm new to this. I don't know how to do it. And then um, there's a character that's reoccurring throughout this uh, this volume named Francesca, who's kind of his his Zordon in a way. Mm-hmm. What a very yeah. Power Rangers <laughs> yeah, focused mood here uh, over the past mm-hmm. couple of weeks. Um, but uh, yeah, so Francesca shows up and uh, in like a puddle or whatever, and says, mm-hmm. "Hey, here's here's how you." Or tries to to give him advice on on what to do, and she reminds him that family is you know essentially who you make it, not necessarily mm-hmm. who it should be. So Billy decides to give away his power, but instead of giving it to Black Adam, he gives it to the other foster kids. And so we've got six different Shazam mm-hmm. flavored uh, good guys here. Um, <laughs> flavored good <yeah>. guys. <laughs> It's like a bunch of popsicles. They're yeah. different colors. They're different, they're different colors. Yeah, that's yeah, all good. Um, and uh, I do like they that they all have different colors, except Mary. Oh, no, she's, cool. she's she's also red as well. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, they they all look like older versions of the child characters, which yeah. is like a hard trick to to play off. But mm. man, it looks so fucking awesome. Um, and then uh, yeah, I will. Uh, I'll totally give that to you. Mary's hot in this, um, so much He's, so that that even Freddie yeah. is like, "Hey, Mary, you are hot." <laughs> in my head, though, when I read that, I was like, "Well, yeah, she already is." Right. You, get, you just didn't see it until she, it's like she took off her glasses, and you were like, "Oh my god, Mary's hot." Oh yeah, it's uh, like a, it's but a, I get it. she's an adult now too. Whatever, I guess. It's, an, <laughs> it's a real not another teen movie type of thing. Yeah, um, exactly. But, uh, yeah, so all of the, the characters kind of team up on, on Black Adam um, and try to take him out. Um, I'm trying to remember exactly what, what happened. Um, oh, yeah, so uh, oh, yeah. Shazam tells them, you know, this, this giant, like, red hulking beast monster mm-hmm. uh, with a soundtrack by Slayer is attacking mm-hmm. all the people in, in the city. Uh, in Philadelphia, uh, where this is set. And so Shazam says, hey, I, I need you guys to go protect the people, you know, evacuate them, essentially. I'll take care of Black Adam. Um, and so that's what uh, that's what happens. Mary beats the shit out of this devil thing. Mm-hmm. And uh, she w- she says, uh, Freddie was right. This is sweet. So they're enjoying these powers. Mm-hmm. Um, As you would. I mean, they're yeah. awesome. How can you Yeah, know? I like... And then, uh, so he's fighting Black Adam, and they, uh, I don't know how they actually get there, if they actually just kind of land in the zoo or whatever, mm-hmm. but they get there where the tiger's at, and yeah. I was like, oh, fuck yeah. There's a part where, like, the tiger gets out, and he, like, tries to attack Black Adam, because yeah. uh, Billy is, is actually, like, friends with this tiger. Like, he feeds him sandwiches through the fence, and he doesn't eat his arm, so they like, they seem like they're cool. They're cool. Tawny? So it's like... Tawny? Ta- I yeah. believe you're... Mm-hmm. Okay. Uh, please, sorry. Please show uh, respect. <laughs> Uh, but then, oh my god, Brent, I was reading this page. It's like he, the tiger like jumps at Black Adam. Black Adam like hits the tiger away. And I was like, oh fuck. And he, he yells, Tani. Um, mm-hmm. uh, Shazam does after that. And then it shows this like flashback where he's like, you're the closest thing to family I've got. Because he had visited with his parents. And I was like, oh fuck yeah. <laughs> and he like tries to give the power to that. And that next scene, oh my god, this like one shot or whatever. You can't see that. It's really mm-hmm. bright. But when it's like that giant fucking tiger fighting uh black adam 
I was like, yeah. this is going to be the best turning point in this book so far. <laughs> I was so excited. And it doesn't really kind of work, though. That's what sucks. Like, something about that, he, he talks about, like, uh, he messed it up or whatever, and they all kind of like start losing their powers. Uh, I, was, I was reading about that yeah. online, too, that it's like, that's how it used to be, that the more you spread it out, the weaker they all got or something like that. Yeah, um, th- that's what I got from it as well, is it, uh, mm-hmm. it's kind of like, um, I don't know, let's say, uh, you know what? <laughs> let's say Gak, since we're, <laughs> we're fueled by nostalgia here on Let's Talk yeah. About Stuff. If you take Gak and you just like stretch it out, um, you can stretch it pretty far, but eventually it's just going to snap, essentially. Mm-hmm. So I think uh, giving that power to Tawny was um, really what kind of led the, the other shazam characters to mm. essentially lose their powers good thing none of them were like flying way the fuck up high because oh i know right that would have been bad but yeah. um but yeah so that just leaves the focus back on black adam and shazam going at it here mm-hmm. and um so billy decides to turn back into or shazam turns back into billy um it's really interchangeable i'm just trying yeah, to, to keep the yeah. The status of the the size of the character in in order. Um, And he convinces Black Adam to change back to his his regular self. He's been powered up. Black Adam has has been powered up this entire time. So, like, back Mm -hmm. since the ancient Egyptian times, he's been powered as his his new self. Mm -hmm. So Billy kind of guesses, you know what? I bet that's the case. If I can get him to change back, I think I'll probably have the upper hand. Well, that's what happens. Black Adam changes back to normal Adam, and he just starts rapidly aging and just crumbles to dust. Uh, before he crumbles to dust, um, he latches onto Tony Stark and says, I, I don't want to go. I don't want to die. <laughs> oh, it hurts. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, where are you going with that? Oh, oh. <laughs> Mr. Stark. Um, oh god so then uh, Billy changes back to Shazam for an awesome little uh, page there where uh, I guess the lightning just disperses that dust there I don't know there's Mm -hmm. not not really a major purpose to do that other just uh, to have something cool to draw there Um, and uh, that causes the uh, the giant beast monster monster to uh, turn back into uh, angry Richard Branson and uh, Mm -hmm. has his little uh, little wiener uh (laughs) I, I can only imagine everybody's laughing, you know. I like know, yeah. If he was hung like uh, Black Panther, I don't think anyone would, would hey, be laughing, hey. you know. Yeah, you don't, just to be to clarify, you don't see a little wiener. There's not a little wiener drawn in this, but you assume, because everybody's laughing at him, mm-hmm. that he has one and that he is trying to shield it mm-hmm. from everybody. He does mention that he's, uh, oh, let me shield this with my pinky. The pinky is drawn. You can see that. <laughs> and there's nothing behind it. <laughs> um, but uh, but yeah, so from that point, Billy kind of um, decides to be part of the family. You know, this this whole thing takes place during winter. And uh, on Christmas morning, he goes down with the rest of the family to open presents. And uh, we assume that everything's going to be good from there. Mm-hmm. And then on the, the very last page of the, the book here... We've got a, an epilogue of sorts where Savannah finds the the wizard Shazam's um, like uh, tunnel that he lives in, mm-hmm. and uh, he goes in there and he sees a a glass dome over an object, and it's talking to Savannah. Mm-hmm. And uh, at this point, 
Okay. Yeah, I'm trying to see here. Um, because most of this, like, except for that second to last panel there, Savannah doesn't have glasses on. But I, I guess in the panel previous to that, or the two panels previous to that, he's pulling glasses out. Like, he has glasses on for... It, it, it appears oh, for yeah. uh-huh. I get just you. all of a sudden. Um, but he's like, what is this small thing I got to look at? I need yeah. my glasses on. <laughs> it's a very good plot point. Splink. <laughs> um, but uh, yeah, so he, he, he looks like the full Dr. Savannah that we, uh, or mm-hmm. Savannah that we see or know of from the original comics. Mm-hmm. Um, and he's talking to this character in this glass bulb looking thing. Yeah, and yeah. it's a character called Mr. Mind, who is a... Uh, like a little uh, caterpillar, like an yeah. evil caterpillar. <laughs> <laughs> Comics, you know. <laughs> yes. Yep. That's it exactly. Like to me, reading this, I'm like, oh, cool. They brought they brought Mr. Mind into this, and I, I can't imagine what you were thinking. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I thought that was cool, and it, it just says the beginning, which I liked instead of the the end mm-hmm. uh, at the end of that. So uh, I thought this was cool, and like you said, though, the, there hasn't been much after this, or is this series like ongoing? What, what's what's the story on that? Um, real quick, I do want to mention that I believe that the, the lettering for the beginning is in the Darkwing Duck font. Uh, I think oh. it's important that people know Absolutely. this is tied in with the mm. continuity of Drake Mallard and Associates. Um, what was your question? <laughs> uh, oh, because it says the beginning. So it's like I was and I liked this book so much. I was like, oh, I would yeah. I would keep reading this. So mm-hmm. but you had mentioned to me earlier, like this was kind of like just from the Justice League and kind of placed here and there. Is it is it ongoing or is there um, more to this? Well, I mean, that Justice League series um, ended. Uh, I think at, at, at the beginning of the DC Rebirth mm-hmm. um, era, if you will. Yeah. So back in 2015 or 16. And uh, we really haven't seen much of Shazam since then. I don't think mm-hmm. we've seen him at all since then, actually. But um, there's supposed to be a new, I think Jeff John's written Shazam series next year in 2019. Oh, okay. So cool. I hear it's already up for an Oscar. Uh, or oh, for yeah. popular comic books. Nice. So congrats, <laughs> I guess. Yeah. Um, yeah, and I would say uh, I watched the trailer again after this. And a oh. lot of the stuff seems like directly out of this book. And yeah. that's why I was really wondering about like Black Adam if he was going to be in the movie because I was like, is it just this story basically? Like, the train that he takes, like he the bullies, he like beats them up, he like runs away, goes down to the subway, like all that stuff is like straight from this book basically. Mm-hmm. And uh, so I'm I'm intrigued to see how similar it is, but it's obviously like Jeff Johns's hands are in it, you know, and and making it what it is. So that's cool, and it makes me excited for it because I like the story. So oh well, cool. I'm glad uh, glad you dug it. So yeah. Um, yeah. That's cool, and it's a DC character, so... I, it's, I know, I'm so, so but. shocked, but... Sure shocked. <laughs> Technically, a Marvel character. Mm, yeah. Think about it. Okay, so getting back to that, it's weird because I, you had brought that up uh, a few weeks ago when we talked about the trailer and stuff for Shazam, and then obviously earlier we were talking about the Captain Marvel and Shazam name, but mm-hmm. he is still listed in the cast list for that movie as Captain Marvel. Oh, really? And you had... I'm like, why? Just call him Shazam and like whatever. And so I'm very confused about how they're going to do that or why they would even attempt to, especially because we're going to get our Captain Marvel movie from, from Marvel next year. So it just seems very weird. Uh, I don't know. I, I guess I, I haven't seen the, the cast list. Um, yeah. that's Like that's on a, IMDb and stuff, yeah. As far as I remember, like that's what it said. So Wow, that's a bizarre choice. 
I know. It's like just just let it go. Yeah, you would, you would <laughs> think like for clarification's sake, you would just mm-hmm. just move on, move on with life. But yeah, hmm, interesting. So we'll see how that actually uh, plays out. Man, there's like all kinds of people listed on here in the IMDb. Man, okay, so on IMDb he's listed as Shazam. Wow, okay. like Zachary Levi. Uh, but on I, I guess there's other things I was looking at. Um, he was listed as. Uh, Captain Marvel still and so I was like alright I hope they just abandon that so hopefully they do and maybe I just saw something that was wrong that'd be better Yeah. Uh, but it says uh, it's weird it says on the cast list uh, on just like the front page on the Google search whatever for Shazam it said uh, Simon Pegg oh really? yeah but I wonder who interesting and Adam Brody not (laughs) Adrian Brody not the piano (laughs) Adam Brody. That's so funny because you said Adam Brody, and I, my joke is going to be on oh, the pianos in it because I cannot get their name straight. <laughs> I know it. <laughs> uh, but yeah, so I'm yeah, I'm just I'm excited for it. I think it'd be cool, and uh, oh, we'll shit. see how it all plays out. So oh shit, Steven. Uh, so it doesn't say who Adam Brody is playing. It doesn't. Oh my god, I think I've cracked the code. Yeah, I think I have an idea. So, I think he's going to be. Essentially, I guess Shazam Jr. instead of Captain Marvel Jr. Potentially, mm. because oh. Freddy in this movie, yeah, like he, they, they essentially look like each other. The um, uh-huh. man, I can't think of his his character's name in, in the movie It, but uh, he's the one that uh, yeah, <laughs> yeah. Jack Dylan Grazer is his name. Yeah, he's the the hypochondriac kid. Yeah, yeah, um, awesome man. What is the joke that he says to his mom? <laughs> I can't remember the joke um, where he like mispronounces like whatever his illness oh. is or oh gazebos. This is a gazebo, isn't it? <laughs> that was so funny. But uh, yeah, I could see I could see that happening maybe. Yeah, that, that I, I think that might be right. No, I, right. I haven't seen anything about Mary being in in the movie, which is like uh-huh. the, the main supporting character. She uh, so it's cool. Mark Strong uh, is is Dr. he's playing Savannah. Mary. He's playing. <laughs> He's going to put on a wig because he's a bald-ass dude. Uh, uh, no, but he's uh, Dr. Savannah, which would be, I think that's oh, good casting. Yeah, good casting, yeah. Right? It's cool. Um, and then I saw uh, Mary is uh, Grace Fulton, uh, who I don't know who that is. Um, oh, she was in the Mighty Ducks. Oh, wait. No, it's Fulton Reese. All right. Go ahead. Sorry. <laughs> I was like, what? But uh, so there's an actress I like named Michelle Borth, and uh, she is also listed uncasted. Right now, so I'm wondering if she's the adult, uh, like what did you say? Uh, not like Miss Marvel or whatever, whatever. Oh, uh, Mary, Mary, Mar- Mary Marvel. Yeah, like she yeah. maybe she's like the adult version of that. Yeah. Uh, as well, they have like a few people that are like unlisted, so it's like now it makes sense. Like, oh, that's that's who they're gonna be or whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, it'll be interesting. But yeah, uh, Adam Brody's one of those, so I think you're right. Um, we'll see. Uh, we'll see what people play. Hey, nice try, Jeff Johns. We got this figured out. You can't surprise I mean, it's us. pretty simple, actually, yeah. <laughs> hey, don't take this away from me. Hey. I'm being my best self, Stephen. Uh, you like the, the G.I. Joe, Joe, G.I. Joe, 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 G.I. Joe movies? You've watched those? Uh, I've watched them. I don't know if I, I like them necessarily, okay. but they're things that I have witnessed. Okay. Well, yeah. one of the guys, uh, DJ Katrona, was uh, in... DJ Katrona. And G.I. Joe Retaliation. So, uh, hmm, okay. 
Yeah, I don't know. Uh, most of these people, I don't really know their names. So yeah, uh, but it'll be interesting to see it all kind of play out. So yeah, uh, have they cast a tiger to play uh, Talkie Tawny? Do uh, I don't see any tigers. No, if you see, tigers. he's he's going by his professional name, Anthony the Tiger now. Oh, so okay. uh, formerly Tony the Tiger, but he's he's since got into <laughs> some different acting. Well, I don't. No. What about Maybe Antonio? Maybe they're keeping that one under wraps. Antonio the Tiger. Uh, Antonio, don't see him. No. Hmm. Mm-mm. What I'm about? You, maybe they're they're secret about it. Mm, okay. Okay. Love I was them. I was gonna say Tony Lay Tiger. Uh, you know he wants to be a fancy actor, but could be, could be. Yeah. Um, but not listed on IMDb. It could not be updated. Who knows? You know. Yeah. So. Oh yeah, you want to leave some surprises for the audience? I get it. Well, I just got one. One thing that's not going to be, because it says Savannah's twin sisters, 12 years old, Uh-oh. flashback, Uh-oh. gosh, know something already. Oh, he's got to kill her. <laughs> uh, but yeah, so anything else you wanted to talk about with that comic? I, I think that's it on uh, on Shazam and uh, yeah. the Avengers there. Um, so yeah, should we go ahead and, and announce the next week's comic? Please do. Um, so... Shortly after we first met, um, I had foisted some comics upon uh, you and Amanda. Some mm-hmm. comics called Why the Last Man, written by oh, Brian yeah. K. Bond. Um, he is an excellent comic writer, and mm-hmm. he has a current ongoing series called Saga, of which we will oh, be okay. reading volume one of. It's awesome. issues one through six. And, um, boy, there's some stuff I don't, uh, don't want to mention just because mm-hmm. I want, I want you to go in as fresh as possible. But it is uh, not superhero based, so we're gonna change up the, uh-huh. the genre a little bit. But there is a lot of sci-fi. Like mm-hmm. a lot of people talk about how Watchmen could never be filmed because it's just like, uh, just the way that the comic was written. You couldn't capture that nuance, which is true. But you can adapt it. I mean, it's just like mm-hmm. a straight across the board story with mostly human characters and there's, mm-hmm. there's one like actual like super powered character uh saga i feel is like if you want to talk about a series that would be hard to adapt into like film or whatever mm-hmm. that would probably be this one unless you did like fully cgi because there's there's not really any like human characters in this mm-hmm. uh they're like some human-esque characters but mainly, mainly every everyone is aliens like there's no mm-hmm. um I don't think they ever mentioned Earth at all. Like, all mm-hmm. of it is just, like, brand new, like, super creative stuff. Like, different spaceships and characters and nice. species and everything. Um, but it's a, a, a series about family. Mm-hmm. And um, normally I'm not one for cosmic sci-fi, but this one is uh, more the exception than the rule. Mm-hmm. And, uh, yeah, I'm really interested to get your thoughts on this. because. Yeah, cool. Um, this one is an excellent series and it's, mm-hmm. uh, by Brian K. Vaughn and Fiona Staples, who does all of the art. So she does the, uh, pencils, inks, and colors, and oh, wow. she does some of the lettering as well. Um, nice. there's some handwritten portions of this that, uh, are really cool, but mm-hmm. yeah, so that's what we're going to do. We're going to do saga volume one. Um, I've, you know what, let me check. It might have the, uh, the first volume available for, um, comiXology unlimited. Mm-hmm. Let me look real oh, quick. Okay. Yeah, and I actually remember this one too. I don't, I never read it, but uh, I remember you at least talking about it. I remember there's like a in the beginning, there's like a uh, a man and a woman who have like a kid. 
So I remember like a little bit yes. about it. Um, and I remember you liking it a lot, but I loved Why the Last Man. That book was great. Um, so I'm excited for the for that. Like They've always tried to make that into a movie or a series, and it's always like seems like it's going to come out, and then it fails. So we'll see if this new one comes out. But. Yeah, I think it's going to be like an, like a premium cable network mm. series now. Mm-hmm. I don't know. We'll see. I mean, it seems like TV renaissance with the money and stuff they have going towards them, it could work. Um, mm-hmm. But it's a cool story. I would love to see it actually, you know, played out sure. live. So, yeah. Oh, yeah, for sure. Um, we'll wait till it is like a solid thing because like, it, it's, yeah, it has so many starts and stops that like, oh my God, it's until I'm watching it, it, it's probably like until <laughs> the first season ends after yeah. I've seen it, I'm like, <laughs> I'll be skeptical. Yeah. It's like sure they've had the first nine of ten episodes air, but but they're gonna they're gonna take that tenth episode away from us. Yeah, absolutely. much like our guns. <laughs> um, so yeah, uh, Saga Volume One is available on Comicsology Unlimited. So if you have a Comicsology Unlimited um, subscription, that means that it comes essentially for free. It's similar to Netflix. You you buy a subscription, then there's all kinds of different series you can read um, mm-hmm. that come with that. So. Yeah, uh, Saga Volume 1. We're also going to read Avengers Issue 1, the 2018 series, and I'll have uh, pictures on Twitter and Instagram for you to check out if you want to see what the, the cover art looks like for both yeah. of those, just to make sure it's the correct one. Um, but uh, yeah, so that's what we're doing for the next episode, uh, and then probably some other pop culture-related shenanigans as well. Mm. Yeah, sounds good. Yeah. Um, Looking forward to reading both of those. And uh, so if anybody has uh, any show suggestions, questions, comments, dog pictures, that kind of stuff, but uh, specifically right now since we're doing the comic book stuff, you know, let us know what you think about these comics, if you're reading along and uh, your thoughts about them as well, or if you have any suggestions for comics that we could read. Uh, Brent might take it into consideration. I don't know. He has a lot of thoughts already. He's got a lot of stuff to read mm-hmm. uh, or, or, or to throw my way to read. So, uh, But, yeah, let us know what you think about this new segment we're doing. And, uh uh, you can email us at letstalkaboutstuffpodcast at gmail.com. You can follow us on Twitter and Instagram at LTASpod. Follow me on Letterboxd and Twitter at StephenFisher22. And follow Brent on Twitter and Instagram at Brent Hibbard. That is very true. Yes. Correct. <laughs> Good. Well, uh, anything else for you, Brent? I think that's going to do it. Uh, what about uh, you? Right. Anything else from you, Stephen? Uh, I, just like it, another it, hour. I just got like one thing to talk about. <laughs> it would be hilarious if you had other stuff as you're trying to wrap things up. <laughs> you were just trying to get my shit out of the way, and they're like, okay, so anyway. Uh, anyway, let me get to that real thing. Uh, no, I'm, I'm good. That was, uh, I think it was a good, good episode. I like those those books a lot, and I'm excited to read more about the uh, the Marvel stuff leading forward. And, and Saga, I've always uh, wanted to read, so that'd be cool. So Yes. Sounds like a good plan. And uh, so with nothing else, uh, we bid you adieu. Uh, until next time, he's Brent. He's Steven. Let's talk later. The sync word is primetime. Okay. All right, so primetime on three. One, two, three. Primetime. Prime time. Oh, okay, excellent. Deep. I liked it. Shazam!